Get ready, Pittsburgh, because Philadelphia is set to invade. Philly Invades Pittsburgh Beer Fest is back for its second installment on Saturday, September 14th from 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. at Spoonwood Brewing in Bethel Park. Hosted by breweries in Pennsylvania, this event features some of the best beer the east side of the Commonwealth has to offer. Grab your tickets and sip on beers from Imprint, Hidden River, Rebel Hill, Lost Tavern, Levante, Stable 12, and New Trail. Head over to Facebook and search Philly Invades Pittsburgh Beer Fest for more information and reserve your tickets before this event sells out. Woe to you, O Earth and Sea. It's the Hop Nation USA Podcast. We've got live mics. Okay. Hell, did you just grab a fly out of thin air? Yes. That'd Miyagi that shit. <laughs> just another day. I feel day. like normally we're closer. I right? know. You feel so, so far, far away. away. <laughs> you guys want to hold hands to this I, thing? No, I, mean... I just fist bump him whenever he has a good joke. Because yeah. it doesn't happen every episode, but when it does, <laughs> I want to acknowledge that. Like, <laughs> when he does hit it, he hits it out of the park. <laughs> All right. You hit the button. We're already going. I got that whole tirade. Okay. Nice. Okay. He said I'm looking at no. <laughs> <laughs> it's episode 122 of the Hop Nation USA podcast, and I am joined by my co-host, Adam. As always. And our guest host, Dennis. What I do, bugaboos. From First Sibri Box. And we are in a special location today. You may hear a little bit of an echo going on because we are in a very unfinished space surrounded by sawdust, saws, power drills, refrigeration equipment, all kinds of great things that you would build a brewery with because we are, in fact, inside the future location of Sly Fox down in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Beautiful mm. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Okay. You can add that. I will add that. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. I know. A lot of people have said our state or our city is very beautiful after visiting. So, yeah. yeah that's true. Yes, yes, One yes. of the best skylines in the country. Yes. But and, indeed. and the best reveal coming through the Fort Pitt tunnels. Oh, man. According that's to Bill right, Burr. Nice little <laughs> exactly. build up, too. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. Make fantastic. Uh, but because we are down here at Sly Fox, the future space for Sly Fox. <laughs> the future. <laughs> we are obviously joined by representatives of Sly Fox. And right now I'll just give our main representative a chance to introduce himself to the world. What's up, guys? Hey, I'm Ryan with Sly Fox. Well, uh, thank you guys for coming down. I'm happy to be on the podcast. Mm, and, thank you uh, for joining us. Absolutely. Anytime. Looking forward to trying some beers together and telling you guys a little about, bit about what what, uh, what Sly Fox is all about. Right on. Uh, why don't you tell the people exactly what you do for Sly Fox? Because I know you work out of the main Pottstown location, but you're visiting as this place gets up and running. Yeah. So, well, actually, so I actually uh, represent Sly Fox for Central and Western PA. So oh, I okay. do sales and di sales distribution promotions. I think my, what is my title? It is Central and Western PA Market Manager. So Ooh, basically what fancy. I do is, yeah, it is pretty fancy. So um, what I do is I mainly handle distribution beer. Um, I do events and promotions. And um, you know, as far as seeing the beer on the shelf at distributors and seeing it on tap at bars, that's, uh, that's my responsibility for Central and Western PA. So we, we got a crew of other guys that do our home market in Philly and Eastern PA. Nice. Right on. Well, since we're at Sly Fox, that means we'll be drinking Sly Fox beers, and I'm going to go right back to Ryan to introduce our first one of the evening. 
So our first beer is a staple. It's a classic. Um, our Pikeland Pils, uh, it's a Northern German Pilsner, and um, the distinction with that is typical Pilsner, the original Pilsner is Czech, Bohemian, uh, then there's Bavarian Pilsners that are a little hoppier, and then even higher on the hop, hop spectrum is uh, Northern German Pilsners. So we modeled this beer after uh, Jaever, which I don't know if you guys are familiar with. It's actually not in, isn't distributed in Western PA, but um, it's like, other than like Imperial American IPAs, like Voodoo Killer Pils, it's like mm -hmm. the hoppiest Pilsner that you're, that you're gonna find. So. Okay. I know Adam's <laughs> hyper excited about this one. <laughs> so, so Ryan, just for your information, I, of the the three of us here that are are on the show from time to time, mm -hmm. uh, I am the only one that is not a hophead. Gotcha. Gotcha. So that's that's why you're you're hearing the dissenting votes, so to speak. <laughs> is I'm, I am the contrarian when it comes to hops. It is absolutely true. When he heard Pilsner, I saw him get a little excited. Right. And then as you broke down the variations and where yes. this one ranks. Right. Right. So, I but, saw all the hope leave his face. No, I still have hope because it's still yes. a Pils. That's true. Well, that's true. We're going to be okay. Here's what's great about it, too, is it's all noble hops. So okay. you're going to get those nuanced flavors, the earthy and the grassy and the spicy. It's not going to be the punchy in the nose, bitter, right? Like the super resin, good yeah. hops, good. Yes, and there's a malt. Have hope. <laughs> well. It's a balanced beer, so actually, the hoppiest pilsner still wouldn't compare to the hoppiest IPA. That's true. So yes. he he might be able to survive this. I think That's he'll a be good able point, to survive it. <laughs> Listen, if you're gonna make me drink Fulton 300, this is gonna be a oh, breeze. Oh, man. Fulton 300 doesn't even compare to like six point resin. Okay, yeah, because I will be absent for that show whenever you do that. Yeah, that would ruin your life. <laughs> yes, but it that, will. But at that point, like, as soon as you try something that hoppy, like, you're you're not drinking it for that. You're drinking it just to say you did it. To update your untapped ratings. What, the six-point resin? <laughs> yes. No, I'll drink that as a regular. Jesus, Steve. That shit is so good. You are a kamikaze pilot. <laughs> I could say something really bad, but I'm not going to. <laughs> well, just say it, Adam. I was going to say that it's a dick-swinging beer. That's Ooh. all it is. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's 106 IBUs. At that point, like, around 100 That's IBUs. insane, man. Yeah, but around 100 IBUs is when you start losing your ability to, like, taste the difference. Mm. You can't you can't differentiate between 100 and right. 120. It's like some of those, like, 4K or 8K TVs. If it's on yeah. a 32-inch television, it doesn't matter how many yeah. pixels are on there. You cannot tell the difference. I agree. <laughs> and I'm not going to because I'm not going to drink it. <laughs> so we actually refreshed those cans recently. They were like a brownish color, and that's mm -hmm. probably the most popular iteration of that beer. Like for people that um, are looking for something that's familiar we refreshed that about a year and a half ago i would say and um it's crazy. i mean this beer is crazy man there's like a cult following to this beer um it has been around for a long time and actually this was the first ever canned craft beer to ever win at a uh, at gabf really um, yeah oh, i yep. did not know that them's facts <laughs> <laughs> so what i'm hearing is he's bringing the ruckus for us he's bringing <laughs> metal award-winning beers on segment one Wow. Indeed. Indeed. Oh, I like that. it. He's, he's like got to win us over. That's right. <laughs> Swinging for the fence. That's right. 4.9% uh, ABV for those that were wondering. Any idea on what the IBUs are on this? Um, Put me on the spot. That's a great yes, question. I, I do not know. I'm going to guess somewhere around 20 or 30. That's not so bad. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. See? See? That's the not hoppiest so Pilsner. <laughs> well, that would make sense. The hoppiest Pilsner being at 30 IBUs. Right. Mm -hmm. 
but uh, looking at it, it looks like a Pilsner. It's very pale, and it has, to use an atomism, it is a VFW-looking beer. Yes, oh, it is. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good-ism. Yeah, visually, yeah. I would agree with that, yeah. Mm-hmm. An atomism. <laughs> it's an atomism. <laughs> an atomism. That's right. Put that on a T-shirt. <laughs> on, the, uh, on the nose, I get a little bit of... Uh, a little bit of hop on that. A little, a little bit. bit. A, skosh. Skosh. Yeah. a, skosh. a strong Pilsner a smell a for fresh. sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a drinker. That's, that's not. Okay, all right. It is a little. It's a little hoppy. A little hoppy. <laughs> but I, for me and Steve, we probably don't. No, this doesn't move the needle for, for you guys. For you, <laughs> no. You we don't still <laughs> pick up on 30 IBUs. <laughs> we, we don't call that hoppy. We call it flavorful. <laughs> right. But uh, for somebody who is who not necessarily wanting to but has the contrarian oh. opinion when it comes to hops yeah it's it's the hoppiness is not bad at all it is not offensive whatsoever it is no. like you said balanced yeah it's pretty balanced and what it is is it's a good drinking beer for people who want to get out of macro because right. it ha- it is more flavorful mm-hmm. like for dennis and i this is just flavorful it doesn't right. taste like flat it's not flat it's not uh lacklusting at all yeah i i I hate to like i'm trying to break this habit of myself but you know a lot of times people call macro beer piss beer and stuff like that i'm trying to break myself with that habit you're better than that it's so cliche but it's better than that so right absolutely (laughs) glad you guys think so so. yeah 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 i mean what i like about it is um and in, in my completely unbiased opinion, um, <laughs> the so since it's a little hoppier than a typical pills, like when you think of like your Pilsner or Kells of the world uh, and the like, and even Lagunitas pills, which is on the hop spectrum way up there. But what it does for me is it just gives it a cleaner finish. Right. You know, all you taste in this beer is hops and malt and that's it. And it's a nice, little, neat little roller coaster ride. And uh, I think for that reason is why it has that that mass appeal because you get flavor but it's you know it's not nothing that's going to be anything that you can't handle and um it's still something you can go back to and uh since it's since it's so clean like that it really it acts as a really good palate cleanser it's really good in between courses it's good with any kind of spicy food any kind of acidic food i mean this beer is so versatile um and uh yeah clean crisp that's definitely the way i always describe the beer so glad glad you guys like yes, it for me for me uh, the situation i can see this being used extensively is near bodies of water if you're on a boat at the beach something like that yes. this That's is this is a good waterborne beer yes you know go on a float trip fill up I like it fill up a cooler with a 12 pack go for a couple hours when Have you a good see time. yourself down at Sandcastle, go ahead and jump down the lazy river. <laughs> just drink, yelling at the kids. Stop splashing. <laughs> you spilled my strawberry daiquiri, you asshole. <laughs> Something I just learned recently is pretty cool. Um, neat little hack next time you're shopping for beer. Um, so pills versus pilsner right i just thought it was kind of arbitrary i thought certain breweries were making fun like mama's little yellow pills like you think Mm. of stuff like Mm -hmm. that but there's a reason there is a differentiation and um as i learned recently so pilsner original pilsner is pilsner kel and uh czech bohemian Mm. origin and um so the germans loved the beer and they took they took that style and they're like hey we want to try to replicate that so they made a beer and they weren't happy with it at first and they changed it a little bit changed the recipe obviously the mineral content of the water was different at the time mm. which they didn't even they weren't even aware <laughs> of then but um but you know they were happy with the product they made but they knew they had changed it they knew that that wasn't what originally pilsners were so in paying respects to the checks they were like all right when they make beer it's pilsner when we make beer it's pills hmm. i actually did That's not cool. know that yeah. wow <laughs> 
The more you know. Yeah. You learn something every day. I'm, I'm glad I listened in on this episode. <laughs> that, was, that was Reading Rainbow with Ryan from Sly Fox. Well, there you go. You can you now have something to post to Reddit, Adam. So I, I can get all my fake fantasy points. You said it as he was pulling up Reddit. It's like you knew him. Well, there, there are a few ex- exceptions I've seen to it, like here and there. But for the most, this is 95% of the time I would say that that is, that's the reason. When you see okay. pills. So, and then, you know, to... Make it even more basic. When you see pills, most likely it's going to be hoppier. You see Pilsner, it's going to be less hoppier. Okay. Hmm. Okay, cool. That's a good tip. It is a good tip. Things to keep in mind while you're shopping. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, we just want to move forward, and we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, why we're actually here, why the tap room is here. I mean, we're here because the tap room's here. <laughs> and they got beer. Yeah, and they got beer. So now you tell us why is the tap room here. <laughs> well, no said. Cold yeah. beer? <laughs> no, so I mean, it's actually something that we've, we've wanted to do for a long time. Wish it was sooner. Um, so a little bit about us. Um, for those who don't know, we were established in 1995 um, when there was 250 breweries in the entire country. <laughs> um, and uh, same year as Dogfish. I think we were about three months before Victory. Um, same County as victory Two, uh, Chester County. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it it originally just started off as a pub and, uh, just sell the beer at the pub and a restaurant as well in Phoenixville, PA. And, um, at one point we, uh, acquired a very talented brewer, uh, Brian O'Reilly. And, um, he was like, Hey, um, people in Philly will, they'll buy kegs of this beer. So he was driving fresh kegs of the beer in a pickup truck down to Philly. And um, it just kind of organically took off from there, our our distribution end of things. And uh, it was never part of the original plan. And um, so it grew grew to a big big behemoth kind of uh, in (laughs) Philly. And I mean, it's everywhere. When I go there, it's it's crazy to see it everywhere. I'm like, you know, Sly Fox, that's so cool. You guys know, because I mean, I'm coming from Pittsburgh and right. you know, we're still, we're still growing Pittsburgh. And, um, we've been in, we've been in the Pittsburgh market for probably for about 10 years now. And, um, it's, it's been really well received. We never really gave, I mean, having said that, we never really gave this market the full attention that it deserved, um, until we started my position, which kind of focuses more on Pittsburgh than we really ever have before. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's been received incredibly well everywhere so yeah, we're glad you're here yeah so <laughs> or else we'd just be drinking these beers on the street <laughs> or we'd be trespassing right now it's <laughs> also true yes that's right good for marketing though yes it would be trespassing <laughs> so yeah for those who don't know we are like in the heart of downtown right now like we're as close as to the point that you can get yeah, without we- being in public land yeah, we can see the point from here. We can see the Fort Pitt Bridge. We can see everything from here. What kind of drew Sly Fox to this position, this location specifically? Because we know we have a lot of other places opening up right now with BrewDog and Platform. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think Sobel's is opening something up soon. Yeah. And Mindful's got a new location coming. Yes. So, yeah. Oh, damn. <laughs> what, what, what drew you to all the way downtown, downtown? So... Uh, there's a little bit of backstory to that too. So originally, um, we wanted to uh, we kind of we spotted a location, um, the terminal building off of uh, Carson Street. There is a hundred million dollar uh, renovation going on at that building, and um, we were fortunate enough to sign the lease to get the basically the almost half the bottom floor of that place. It's kind of in between Station Square and like South Side, South Side, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yep. Um, right next to the 10th Street Bridge. And um, they're two twin buildings. So they're calling the project the High Line. I guess they want to kind of make it like the New York City version. 
what happened was uh, that building, um, it is actually a historic landmark. It was the largest terminal between, I think, Chicago and New York City in the country for whatever, 70 years or it's an old building. Right. And um, there has just been, you know, as you have with old buildings like that, a multitude of setbacks. And um, so when we thought we would be I mean, we thought we would have already been, we, we were hoping for spring of this year at Highline. And um, since that hasn't occurred, uh, since it's been delayed, um, we found this location. And uh, I mean, it's just a little 1,700 square foot tap room and it's just gonna kind of be a nice little showroom floor for what we do. And I mean, it's incredibly high visibility. So oh, absolutely, right. yeah. <laughs> it was funny because we were coming in and we came in off of the Fort Pitt Bridge. And for those that are in Pittsburgh, you know what I'm talking about. If you mm -hmm. don't, guess what? It's a bridge goes into downtown. <laughs> uh, but it was funny because Steve was giving me directions on how to get here because he was running the GPS. And he just pointed and said, it's right there. Coming off the bridge, oh, it's literally right there. Wow. It can't right. be any closer. Yeah, Absolutely. So it, it is so easy to get here. It's fantastic. I thought we were going to have to weave our way through downtown and traffic <laughs> and all that stuff. No, it's right there. Just pull off, get into the garage, go have a beer. Yeah, perfect. And obviously, tons of people are actually walking to this location. As I look outside, right. there's 15, 20 people that just came out of nowhere. Right, for a started. place that isn't officially open yet. <laughs> yeah. A little expo permit for all you LCB people out there listening. <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> Filed the right paperwork. That's right. <laughs> they are legit. And we have food, too. We got nachos and uh, salsa. That's all covered. It's all yeah. on the up and up. Yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> is the... Is the Location in the south side, is that still planned for opening up? Or? Yes, okay. yes, that's still on track to happen. So uh, at this point right now, we're looking at um, spring of next year, so 2020. Okay. So spring of 2020. Um, but what's cool about that is we just we have so much space there. Um, it's the complete opposite of this place as far as space. <laughs> um, and what we're planning on doing is uh, putting in a seven barrel system. And, um, you know, we're, we're keenly aware that um, the Pittsburgh craft beer scene is so wildly different than our home market um so we want to make some stuff that is more pittsburgh-esque that's more fits into to what people want out here so so just out of curiosity i don't get out much <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's not even a joke <laughs> how, how would you describe the differences between the the pittsburgh craft beer market and the philly craft beer market without me having to go all the way down to spoonwood <laughs> right. for the tap takeover yes <laughs> which will be there yes <laughs> yes i can give you a condensed version of that um I, I wasn't even really aware of it until I actually made the trip out to Philly when I started with Sly Fox, and it's it's so different. I mean, you see the same license plates and inspection stickers, and other than that, that's about all we have in common with that town. And first off, it's just an enormous town. Mm -hmm. um, but as far as the beer scene goes, um, I think it's a little bit more of a mature craft beer scene, meaning like they've been into they've been craft they've been beer nerds for a lot longer than than we have in Pittsburgh. I mean, look at sixth street just eight years ago maybe and it's just like what what's we've come a long way right but um but still philly um the love and adoration for import beers was the first thing that i noticed and it was like huh wow like we don't i mean the way i feel about import beers in pittsburgh it was like it was kind of a bridge that we crossed to get to craft and like mm -hmm. you know once we crossed that bridge we kind of didn't left it behind yeah, right 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 <laughs> But uh, that was the first thing I noticed, and it just seems like everybody's on the, the craft beer 
seen. Like even people that you like, even just everybody. It's just part of the community more than it's kind. Of, I mean, I don't want to say it's a niche thing here, but like there's people that don't drink craft beer here. So like for example, I went to a, I went to an Italian restaurant, which wasn't even like a craft beer forward place. Like they didn't advertise mm-hmm. a craft beer. I got an Allagash draft, which we don't have here, and uh, Allagash White. <laughs> Beautiful beer, so I got it in a brand, the perfect, you know, perfect stem glass, and um, I did. I was so blown away. I just the lacing on the glass, and I'm just like, this isn't even like a craft beer place. Like, there's there's places that proclaim to be craft beer bars that don't even do it that that well. It's just like their standard for mm. their standard for craft beer is just like it's just I don't know. I feel like it's more ingrained. It's just it's been there longer. There's um, as I mentioned, there's more the major. Um, it's a major market for craft breweries. When they seek to expand, that's always one of the first places that they go to. And okay. um, That's true. I do see a lot of distro going towards Philly true, rather yeah. than Pittsburgh first. Mm-hmm. Eventually, it makes its way over. Well, like I told the guys, we got Firestone Walker, and I'm all giddy because Pivo Pills, and that's another hoppy Pilsner. Yeah. And they're just <laughs> like, yeah. And like they, <laughs> they, that's they old can news, get, right, <laughs> right, right. But uh, yeah, sorry for the long-winded answer, but no, that's just it's good stuff. Yeah. So I, right. I, I was curious as to what the you know what the differences were for essentially a city that's six hours away. Right. I mean, it's just over a couple of mountains and through a couple of tunnels. Yeah, but you know how it is in Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, cross bridge, go through a tunnel. I, I'm not going to that family reunion. Total distance three miles. Yeah. If there's two tunnels and you got to go, people don't do it in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Nope. If you got to go into Beaver County for something, nah, I don't have to. Never mind. <laughs> You're dead to me. Yeah. So you're right. You're right, man. But I mean, that makes a lot of sense though when you think about it, it, with Trogues and Victory and Sly Fox being around from the '90s. It, like that kind of gets ingrained into the community, right? A lot easier, a lot quicker. I think. I mean, Penn and Church are our mm-hmm. oldest ones That's out it. here. There and then yeah. you, before you slip into an iron city, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah, right. and then you still got to fight the old mentality of, right. you know, <laughs> blue collar. You know, I mean, nothing. A shot in a beer. Yeah, nothing. Nothing against people who drink Boilermakers. Right. I, I still God. do, but... Right, I was going to say, I've been there, right. done that. Yeah. Right. You ain't going to work tomorrow well. if you're hammering boilermakers. <laughs> uh, now nah, you throw that up to my grandpa. He used to work at the... He used now to work, they did that at work, Steve. <laughs> yeah, he did it at work and then after work. <laughs> my, dad, my grandpa used did to work... Right. The, he worked the carry furnaces. Damn. And they do boilermakers awesome. and then they go back to work for 12 hours and then die from lung cancer. But <laughs> No, but their livers had six packs. Like right, yeah, the livers were strong as fuck. <laughs> strong AF. Yeah. <laughs> but to your point, Steve, I actually bring it back into uh, this pills from Sly Fox. I think this is a good segue beer, right, for a lot of those folks that are used to drinking that Iron City to getting a little bit more in there to mm-hmm. you know lead yeah. them down the craft mm-hmm. beer rabbit hole. I think that's perfect. And I think the term that we use is a gateway beer. Yes. Which is absolutely perfect since we are, you know, in the gateway center. Right. right. Oh, oh, I like yeah. it. See, this is where Adam goes well. He Pretty reads well things over. and looks around. And <laughs> I had to read oh. signs to find out where <laughs> people don't do that. <laughs> right on. So you have this space down here and it's still a little unfinished. When do you expect this place to be finished? So 300 Liberty Avenue, um, we are anticipating um, mid-September. So about two, and mm. two, three weeks from now. Okay. So. Okay. 
And uh, I know you've brought a couple people with you today that you just wanted to kind of give them a chance to tell like what they're doing here. Uh, you know, you're the marketing manager, so uh, yeah, give you a chance to introduce somebody else that is yeah. going to be working on the team. And they'll be working here, right? The, yes. Like, in this space. Yeah. So we have two guys with us today, um, pouring on the patio. One of them is uh, Mike Keefe. Um, he's the director of restaurant operations for us. So he's actually helping us open this location. Um, and then once um, you know, once we kind of leave the nest, he's going to go back back out to Eastern PA. But um, we also have with us tonight our who will be our general manager, Kyle McCauley. So uh, we're joined right now by uh, Mike Keefe, and he is the director of restaurant operations. I uh, just wanted to give you a chance to introduce like kind of what you're going to be doing here with this tap room. And like uh, Ryan already mentioned, once, you know, things are up and running, you're going to go back. But like, how do you get a place like this up and running? Well, it's it, it's been a great challenge so far. This is our first place in uh, Pittsburgh. And uh, so we're glad we're glad to be here. We're at 300 Liberty and we are just really excited to be down downtown. So the first step was to get the smaller, smaller location up and running. Uh, so we could help to support Ryan with with the with a uh, tap house, so people could come in and and really just really sit down and taste mm-hmm. taste the beers and enjoy the products. Um, so we found this location. It was a previous pizza place. So mainly mainly cosmetic changes, but we are putting in a twelve tap um, draft system, and and we're going to do Pennsylvania wine and spirits, hand tossed pizza, right on, you know, sandwiches and salads. So, um, and just 12 great beers. So it's going to work out just really well. They, they have a, a, a from scratch kitchen, a very basic menu, but they do sandwiches, salads, pizza. They do special appetizers and things. I mean, they do some great specials weekly, things of that nature. So we're bringing the model of that of that down where where we'll do those pizzas and those those types of things i mean we have a great great kielbasa pizza which is Ooh. which is a barbecue sauce yes. and smoked kielbasa cheddar yeah. cheese and caramelized onions i mean that one is coming i mean we could not yeah. open a sly fox and not have that pizza <laughs> I saw Steve's face but, like, yeah. but but what we're doing too is since we're coming here we're gonna do pierogi pie so oh, we're yeah. gonna I do we're going to do diced pierogies and bacon and oh, and scallion and sour cream. Okay. I mean, cheddar cheese. It's going to be like a loaded out. baked potato on the hand-tossed pizza crust. And we are super excited to do that. But You are not the only one. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. <laughs> no. So, I mean, it's a small place. We don't have a fryer. So we're going to do pierogies. We're going to do an oven-baked pierogi with all of our wing sauces. And they've got, okay. we have a, we have a great wing sauce everybody has to try. And, and it's, it's, it's called a sexy barbecue sauce that's literally sexy pierogies is what you're gonna get when you come right to 300 on. liberty Damn. and it's a it, it's a sweet and savory and salty and 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 sticky <laughs> sauce and it goes great on everything and just goes super with beer and so come to come to sly fox for a for a sexy barbecue pierogi but um uh, just to expand, chip chop ham is on on the menu. Little Isleys, uh, yep, Isleys. Yeah. I mean, uh, hey, Isley's we were here, we're here, 
pouring beer, waiting for the build out to be done. And I'm asking everybody, hey, what should we do? What should we do? What's a Pittsburgh oh, kind of man. thing to do? So they're like, well, you took gonna... me back to my childhood. Yeah. Like, waiting uh-huh. at that deli line. My mom's so, like, don't ask for nothing. You ain't getting nothing. So chip chop ham. We've got, we, you know, we're doing it. We're doing Isley's too. We're not going to, we're not going to sub it out. We're going to do nice. we're gonna, Go with we're the OGs. Get the, yep. We're going to get the real stuff. So, um, so those are some of the things that we're going to do um, here from a menu standpoint that say Pittsburgh. And um, anybody has any recommendations, stop in for a beer. Let me know what we should Damn. have. But okay. yeah, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> that's what we're talking about doing. Right on. So it sounds like it's a mix of the menu back east, but they're doing some things for Pittsburgh specifically, just kind of the way that the you know Terminal Brew House will be as well. Doing things back east, yeah. But you gotta do some Pittsburgh specific Showing to respect. win the crowd. That's right. Gotta win the respect. crowd. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for coming on, Mike. Thanks. You know, and thanks for giving us a little more insight into what we can expect out of this tap room, and eventually, you know, what we'll see uh, across the river in you know, the terminal building. Right. Oh, well, super. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Sure. Bye, bye. Cool. Cheers. <laughs> All right. Well, tagging out for Mike is Kyle, and he is the general manager down here at the uh, tap room. At 300 Liberty Avenue. So how many times we can sneak that in? <laughs> skittle, skittle, skittles. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you. Why don't you give uh, the people an idea of like what you're going to be doing down here at the tap room and like how you're going to make it? Uh, we've we've already heard from Mike how they're trying to make the menu a little bit Pittsburgh appealing. How are you going to make the tap room and the events down here at Pittsburgh appealing? So we already started working with a couple local places cycle teak is standing out there have reached out to us a couple different areas like we want to we're a real outdoorsy company so summertime is going to be big for us we're going to have things on the patio all summer long it's going to be huge to make the tap room stand out i mean just the attention to detail being in here like we're it takes us we're taking a long time because we want every last detail to be perfect it's it's going to be amazing when it happens. it'll be beautiful once it's done it's cool so like you have this nice location you already talked about how you like doing things for the outside and you have this nice location that is right across from point state park and that is basically one of the big homes for the arts fest when it comes through in june sure yep. i know you guys were sort of kind of half open yeah, yeah. <laughs> for, for arts fest. Mike, mike was out here he was he was pouring beer all during arts fest yeah. we had a, it worked out we had the food trucks right there everybody nice. could grab food it, we were really like we were only half open like you said yeah. so people could bring food sit on our patio we poured beer it was it was a really fun week a lot of people turned out right on and i think that's going to be everything that ha- like think how many marathons end right there every i didn't think about that every yeah, all the runners oh, stop right yeah. there it's going to be I already, every runner I talked to went, oh, yeah, I run right by there. I'll like, stop, well, stop the- it. That's yeah. how they sound, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jack Casual, three miles. Like, <laughs> yeah. God. I, I walked two miles I, and took a nap on a bench. I used to skip laps in high school. I never did the whole mile. I would skip no. a lap. They, no. I couldn't do it. I, I don't get stupid. them. stupid. We're the top of the thing, food chain. We don't need to run. All of those runners, though, they're, they're heavy drinkers. I didn't even oh, think yeah. that was... Huh. Like, especially every beer rep I know in the city, most of them are runners. Mm-hmm. They That's cool. You got to equalize the intake with the That's output. True. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Doesn't look good for us then. <laughs> we got half the equation. Yeah. You're starting. Yeah. You're getting there. Get halfway there. You do the you do the beer, and you go. Ah, yeah. run later. 
round. I round up. I'll so. round next time. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do twice next time. I swear. <laughs> and there he goes. Ah, that's ten years I didn't crap. Right. <laughs> it's I'll make it up next day. decade. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, he obviously works back in Pottstown mm-hmm. for mostly, and Ryan kind of jumps back and forth right. between yeah. everybody. He has, but you're very Pittsburgh focused. Yes, like you grew up in the city, and uh, not originally, but I've been here about eight years now. Okay, we'll, we'll count it. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's long <laughs> enough where like I, I, I slip in an at in there, and I didn't. I used to Giant make fun eagles. of it. <laughs> yeah, eagle, eagle, eagles, eagle. Yeah, I, I, I merged it a bit with mine. I call it Jeagle now, so <laughs> kind of mix it up. <laughs> but crazy. it, it's. I've been here long enough where I, I really got to know and love the city. So mm-hmm. that's why when Mike talked to me about the menu and everything, I was like. Chip chop ham. We got to do Isley's. We got pierogies. We have to do that. Yes, Mm. absolutely. And just Pittsburgh in general is such a beer community in it. Like, especially like I know Ryan and I are always talking about like other breweries around here and how we we're all friends in this community. We all talk like Mm -hmm. I've had a couple brewer friends of mine have stopped by and they're just checking out the place. They think it's going to be awesome. And the big thing with Pittsburgh is educating people about beer. Mm-hmm. And right. that's something Sly Fox has really, like, we're, we're all about that. I, right. I want people, I'm not one to just be like, oh, Sly Fox is the best ever. Yeah, it's great beer. Great. But go try some of these other breweries. Try right. Like, you got to get out there and try every beer to know what you like, what you don't yep. like. And that's something I've worked, i talked with the owner about and, like, I believe that's why they hired me because I'm beer. I love it. Every right. I love our beer. I love everybody's beer. All the beer. You yeah. don't discriminate. I like yeah. it. I like all styles. It's, I I go through phases. I'm in a yeah. sour phase right now. But. <sighs> so uh, I'll just give you this chance, Kyle. What is the one big event people can kind of look forward to other than this tap room opening? Uh, one of the big things I and I've already spoken with the owner about this. So for the build up for St. Patrick's Day with Pottstown and Phoenixville is they they basically give away a trip to Ireland. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> and they simulcast it at both. So you come in and you drink every. It's a day of the week they chose. I want to say it's Wednesdays out there. And here we're going to do something similar. We want a Pittsburgh specific one. Okay. That way you're not in the running with people on the other side right. of the state. So as we grow in Pittsburgh, that's something I've spoken with the owner and I think, how cool would that be? If you come in, you do, it's called boot camp. That's mm. what it is. Uh, you come in, you do boot camp every week and you're entered for a chance to win a trip to Ireland. I think right that's going to be, we'll be pet. St. Patrick's Day, you have to be here to claim it. Like, right. we'll be full that day. I was going to say, the hard part's going to be getting in here. Yeah. <laughs> well, not parade day. That's the thing. So uh, they, they do it on St. Patrick's okay. Day. Okay. All right. So I, I thought about that, too. I was like, nobody's everybody's everywhere on, on right. parade it's day. Scattered. Which, this is going to be a great spot, too. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. You, yep. got, you got your patio. It's great. You got your patio, you got your beer. You got your patio, <laughs> your O'Reilly stout, you know. <laughs> you got your chip chalk pizza. <laughs> Making pizzas out of them hoagies. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for coming on, Kyle. Yeah, definitely. Yes. And uh, we'll close out the segment with Ryan, and then we'll move on with the show. So Ryan's back with us, and we're Hello. sitting here with uh, empty cups. We've finished up the uh, yeah. We, we've finished up the end of our Pikeland pills. So we just want to give a chance to go around through our last thoughts on this before we close out the segment. Uh, 
yeah, I, I think it's a pretty good beer. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's it's definitely above macros. It's one of those things that like Adam was already saying, it's a body of water beer because Absolutely. fishing, tubing, swimming, whatever. It'd be perfect for that. <laughs> it's not a body of water beer for me because I can't swim. I ain't going out there getting drunk. <laughs> they they make... can't swim. That's a poor combination. <laughs> this is a good landmass beer as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> so the only thing we have left is to take it in the air, but BrewDog already has that corner. Stupid BrewDog. Yes, I know. <laughs> Stupid BrewDog. <laughs> I think, it, it, and, and to go back to what Adam was saying, it's a great VFW beer. I think this is a good segue to let all those folks out there, especially in Pittsburgh, like that's a great flagship. Like people who are used to drinking Iron City. Like, that's a very good point. Yeah, it, 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 I think it's a great ambassador to Pittsburgh beer. Okay. That's what I'm going to say about it. All right, all right. Yeah. Adam, I'll give you almost second final thoughts on this one. I this mean, is more your style than anybody else. Yeah, it is. True. It is. I like the beer. I would definitely drink the beer again. Uh, it needs a boat. It needs what? <laughs> it needs a boat. It's a boat. No, it needs a it boat. It needs a oh, boat. Okay. Oh, well said. All right. Yeah. That's a bit of an expensive buy. Usually, <laughs> usually I'd say chips or like a sandwich, but okay. Yeah. But, oh, Adam. Listen, but I need we're not all engineers, okay? <laughs> I need some reason to justify to go buy a boat. Well, like, like I said, <laughs> it this is, is what it takes. It is infinitely parable, so boats yes. definitely right. pairs very well with it. And, and that's one of the things that I'm, that I'm finding out through talking with all of us is everybody's coming up with different situations on, in where they can see this beer excelling. Right. So that says it all right there that everybody's finding a situation or a, you know, somewhere that you can drink it and enjoy it that says a lot for the beer right there i agree 100 percent. well i think we're pretty much finished up on this segment so we're gonna jump to segment two and our next beer we'll be right back the 2019 tales on the trails family glow walk it'll be held saturday september 21st from 6 p.m to 9 p.m at brady's run park Come on out, wear your glow-in-the-dark gear, your neon clothes, or any LED lights, and even dress up your pets to come and support the Beaver County Humane Society. There's going to be vendors, there's going to be food trucks, caricatures, and even neon face painting. You can also make your pledges online at beavercountyhumanesociety.org. There will be prizes for the top three fundraisers. Again, it's Saturday, September 21st, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. at Brady's Run Park. So come out with your family and your pets and have a wonderful night walking the trails. Welcome back to segment two of episode 122 of the Hop Nation USA podcast. We're still here down live on 300 Liberty Avenue at the new Sly Fox Tap Room pre-opening. Ooh, Exclusive. Yeah. Exclusive. Sawdust still on the floor. Yeah. Sawdust still on the floor getting into my socks. And it's not even a steakhouse. Now I'm itchy. <laughs> That's next door. <laughs> but uh, we are also still joined by Ryan, who is the marketing manager for the central and western pa markets yes, yes that right on perfect yeah. and uh we're gonna take a little time we're actually gonna learn a little bit more about you personally and your history with beer Ooh, awesome. Awesome. are you prepared uh, <laughs> i guess we'll find out here <laughs> oh, so we do steve is know himself like, <laughs> i'm just, I'm just saying studying <laughs> just wondering there's people that don't sometimes i want you know you wonder what's reality and what's imagined it's so. true could be a brain tumor <laughs> you, know, you know you could be thinking you're doing all this great stuff and you're so face down in a ditch no, somewhere. no cosmic oh cosmic. i was like that's also true <laughs> no cosby has nothing to do with this oh no <laughs> sometimes you don't know reality <laughs> 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 
I'll tell you what the reality is. The reality is the side conversation needs to stop so we can get on to our second beer. Well, yeah. <laughs> so this beer we have that we're trying next is our Alex's Lemon Wheat Ale. So it is the base beer is a German style Hefeweizen mm. um, that we have a proprietary yeast that we use. And um, the only thing that makes it lemon is um, a little bit of lemon zest and lemon oil. No added sugar, no half lemonade. It's not... Not a shandy, um, you get a little bit of lemon zest um, for the aroma, a little bit of lemon oil gives you that little bit of tart finish, so I don't know if anybody's tried it yet, but... Not yet, um, not yet? Yeah, well, please, check it out. All right. So looking at it, it definitely does look like a Hefeweizen. It's you know True. completely opaque, it's very hazy, but we're not talking IPAs. Correct, so. thank goodness. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I second that. Uh, it, was it, uh, you said there was only lemon zest and lemon oil in it. That is correct. There is no uh, lemon drop hop. No. Okay. No. Just, yeah, just curious. <laughs> so for those that uh, like numbers on these sorts of things, 5.1 and 21. It smells super fresh on the nose. Like, I just want to dive into this bad boy. Yeah, it has a freshness to it, but I can smell the Hefeweizen. Yes. Kind of multi mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I, I, I'm digging Ooh. it. Yeah. God damn. I, I may have jumped in a little too quick, but <laughs> <laughs> let you guys have a little time to catch up. No, I mean, you know what? I think this beer, this is a... Another one that's a nice, wonderful little journey here. So you get that bubblegum sweetness up front mm-hmm, that you mm-hmm. get with a traditional Hefeweizen and then uh, finishes with that little bit of tart finish. So what I think is because it's a little less sweet than some of the shandies out there, hard lemonade, stuff like that. It's a little more drinkable. So, Right. It's, a, it's not over-the-top sweetness Correct. either. It, yeah. it, it's very balanced and complex at the same time. It's layered through the uh, different taste pros- profiles that you get. Yeah, I, I, th- I find it really refreshing, too, mm. because like a lot of Hefeweizens, you'll find that they might be a little too malty or spicy, right. or they might also be a little too banana Yeah, so yeah, this, this one kind of falls like well into the middle range that keeps it really drinkable in that way, that it, it doesn't go one, to, one way to the extreme or the other. I agree 100%. Yes. Yeah, this is a, a, a fantastic beer to be drinking right now. But I did want to ask a question about the association with Alex's uh, Lemonade Stand. Yes, but wait, there's more. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yes, there Billy is. Maze here. Yes. So, <laughs> so uh, we actually, the, re- the whole reason that it's called Alex's Lemon Wheat is, uh, so we partnered with um, Alex's Lemonade Stand, um, a very well-known pediatric cancer charity uh, that's based out of Pennsylvania. And... Um, they have raised, I mean, millions uh, for uh, pediatric cancer, and um, we just, we're just we just one little partner with them. And um, the cool part is last summer um, we raised about $11,000 um, wow. uh, for their charity. That's and uh, change. Dude, that's yeah. not bad yeah. for just drinking beer. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish I could make $11,000 <laughs> drinking beer. <laughs> Well, according to your tax forms, you have. <laughs> I don't make it. Yeah. It just helps a little bit. <laughs> it so goes yeah, away. Good. <laughs> good beer, good cause. Mm-hmm. Um, it's part, it, Like you guys said, it's, it's refreshing. This is a perfect beer. You get a little sweat going. This is going to be perfect. It's going to be super refreshing. And uh, Sada Lemon flavors. To all those runners we were talking about in the last segment. Right. Yeah, this will be their go-to when they come yes. around the bend. Yeah. It has yep. to have some kind of electrolytes in there, too, with yeah. all the lemons. It's what vitamin C, fighting scurvy. I like it. It's got what plants crave. <laughs> electrolytes, I like what you did there. Awesome. Well, I think it's time we get to learn a little bit more about Ryan. 
Uh, how long have you been with the company? So I've been with Sly Fox for about a year and five months plus a couple of weeks. So we'll just say a year and a half. Um, and um, before that, uh, I was, uh, you guys are, I'm, I'm sure, somewhat aware of the absolutely ridiculous distribution laws. Oh, yeah. Three tier uh, system. <laughs> yes, it's yes. insane. So, uh, yeah, so actually, you, yeah. that's a good, good place to start the three tier system. So, you have the manufacturer, you have the independent third party distributor, and then you have the retailer. And that's pretty standard across the country. Um, once you hit a, uh, 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 an output size, like once you hit a certain barrel number, and it varies state to state, it's pretty much you know the standard. Like I said, across the country. So uh, Pittsburgh, Western PA specifically, is very unique. We actually kind of we jokingly call it the four-tier system. Um, <laughs> what we have is basically an extra middleman. So and it's something that has proliferated. It, it exists in niches all across the country. And I mean, across, I can speak for the state. It definitely exists a little bit across the state. So what you, what that means is you have the manufacturer, you have the independent third party master distributor, and then you have a, what, what we call an industry term we call is a tavern servicing distributor. And then you have the retailer. And uh, that's, so they exist for the retailer's convenience. And uh, basically what, what it is, is um, let's say you own a bar uh, or a tavern, hotel, whatever, uh, you can order all your malt beverages through one distributor. So no matter what the wholesaler is, if it's a malt brewed beverage, you can write one check, it's one order. Um, what they sell on it is the service, they'll rotate your product, um, it's convenient. Um, you do pay a little bit of a premium for it, uh, they add a couple dollars to it, but sometimes it actually works out. Like if you're buying these tavern servicing distributors, you're buying mass quantities of beer, you're actually getting it so much cheaper that even after their markup, you're still getting it cheaper than from the independent third-party distributor. Plus, you get the convenience of everything coming from one place. Okay. The reason I mention that is that I actually started uh, in the beer in, uh, in the beer industry at a tavern servicing distributor. It was a place called Kelly's Beer Distributor. Uh, they have they were in business from 1960 until um, February this year, oh, wow. and uh, I worked there for seven years uh, wow. plus a couple months. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, what was great about that was it's just basically it was an entry-level job and um, I started off just being a uh, teller um, I would I would do some of the deliveries and um, you know w with regard to craft beer you just you kind of get interested it's like what is in these boxes that I'm moving around all day <laughs> so um, you get a little bit inquisitive several rabbit holes and YouTube videos and uh, brewery stops later, you know, I, I learned quite a bit and um, I had an opportunity to, uh, I heard about the Sly Fox opportunity and I, uh, I was all over it and they were, they were happy to have me. So I think it was, um, been a weird, convoluted, indirect journey to where we've got today, but um, it's definitely not like your typical story of like, how'd you be, how'd you, how'd you get your job? So I kind of took the back door, I guess, so to speak, mm -hmm. to get there. Yeah, that's uh, that's my story. Right on. I mean, that's yeah. kind of interesting, though, because you're saying that you didn't really have a background in beer before you got your job in beer. Correct. So here's what's interesting about that personally. So I actually worked in restaurants before that um, in back of the house, too. Okay. And um, there were a lot of guys drank, and <laughs> I didn't drink. I, I didn't even feel comfortable saying the word beer. Like, especially around, like, adults, I'd be like, it was just clunky, and I just, I didn't drink. So I was always, like, the DD everywhere because I, I, I just didn't, I really didn't drink. I was, mm -hmm. like, a late, late to the craft game. And one of the big things for me, like, 
I remember like, you know, you, you do have aha moments with craft beer. I feel like craft beer is like beer itself, you know, like nobody likes an IPA the first time they drink it. Right. <laughs> you know, and um, I had, you know, I've had, I had the IPAs, didn't like them. And um, I had a friend who went to state college, uh, Penn State. And uh, we went up there, we bought a case of Bell's Two-Hearted. And uh, um, yes. yes, yep, yep, I'm sure this is probably a similar story that- <laughs> I, I've heard uh, that yes. one before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, and yeah, at that, at that point I was like, wow, I just, yeah. Mm -hmm. It was, uh, that's when the light bulb turned on. I was like, wow, beer can taste good and it, I mean, it's, it's honestly, I mean, I feel like it's, it's an art, you know, like especially all of them. And that's, what's great about the proliferation of all this is that, and I, and I mentioned this to Dennis last time I yeah. saw him, I was like, nobody would, you can use the parallel of music, right? You would never hear anybody say like, oh yeah, I like music. Like that's some weird, who says that? <laughs> so, and, and we're at the point now with craft beer that you can't just say like, I like craft beer. There's so many avenues and, right. and different directions that you can go down. And, and to use right. the music analogy again, like, you know, sometimes you want to put on that vinyl down in the man cave and really listen to it. And, and you know, there's some other times where you just want to have some background music in the car. So to use that analogy with beer, you know, sometimes you just want a beer that you just want to sip on you don't want to fuss over it you don't want to yeah. worry about it and you know there's other times where you really want to get get in the trenches with it and know you know like you know the whole story of the brewery and you want to get the aroma of it and you really want to have that immersive experience and just that's why i like craft beer <laughs> <laughs> so what avenue do you after you kind of acquired your taste for beer what avenue did you find yourself going down the most are you more of an IPA, a Belgian? You know, what do you, what did you find yourself gravitating to? Well, it's, I mean, it was a funny journey to get to where I'm at now and um, being with Sly Fox and falling in love with this, with this Hoppy Pilsner. Um, for a long time, it was, you know, the West Coast IPAs and uh, like, give me the bitterest thing that you can come up with. And like you guys were talking about, you know, perceivable IBUs, I want to get right up to that razor's edge and that was me for you know and then i would also do <laughs> i like the barrel aged stouts and stuff yep, like that and you know and then it gets to a point where for me like i feel like it just it evolved to me to beers that you can actually drink two or three or mm -hmm. four of and it still has a flavor profile to it and it still has a lot going on but you can have three four five six and there's just something i don't know like it's just something romantic about that being able to just drink beer <laughs> After beer, right, and um, <laughs> and it tastes good, you know. I mean, and not only that, but being able to come back to it again, right? You know, after that session, you come back a week later, and you still want to have that right. beer, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yep, you're in good company having beer after beer. Six <laughs> yes, after no, beer. that's so good to know. Good that's good to know. <laughs> in that vein, have you had any experience with home brewing? I know the. There is a vast majority in the craft beer industry that have gotten involved in homebrewing. Are you involved in, with that? Or are you still just sort of on the drinking of other people's homebrewers or homebrews? <laughs> where do you stand? No, yeah, great question. So, um, so yeah, so I've actually I've never homebrewed anything myself. Um, so. I have definitely tried a lot of homebrews and uh, very appreciative of them, but um, I have never done anything myself. And one thing I always tell people is uh, they don't even, they don't let me in the brewery. So. <laughs> <laughs> Just sell the beer. So um, yeah, man, I mean, it's something that's, it's definitely on my list. It's definitely something right. I want to do. Um, 
but I just haven't got there yet. Well, so luckily, you work with a company where you can show up on brew day. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they can't turn you away. It's like me shutting the door on my cousin. That's messed up. <laughs> right. So this is the Riverview building downtown. So it's apartments. Mm -hmm. uh, it used to be the city office building. Uh, I guess they had offices here, and now there's. I guess it's sometimes they use it as like a long term hotel like short-term lease kind of thing if you want for example um aaron donald has a has a place here this is when he comes to pittsburgh i did not uh, know that yeah yeah he's a football um, player dennis oh i get it yeah thanks yeah. adam because dennis and i were lost <laughs> we yes. were like uh, he's a human i know that much. <laughs> yes he is very good at what he does and apparently yes. he makes a lot of money if he's in this building with money. a brewery he at makes, the bottom floor what, nine figures or something yeah. like that he i would do silly things to live in this building to have sly fox on the lobby floor <laughs> well that was that was the selling point so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the cherry on top right right it's like those malls i said like the anchor the anchor place at the mall like where that's what we are. <laughs> so, but, thank you um, adam for helping <laughs> no problem <laughs> but uh so yeah so what i what my point was uh so we actually have a home brewer um up on one of the, up, the floors above us and um he had a he did a hazy ipa mm -hmm. which was excellent man it was like Damn. wow man the aroma I and mean, it was a great beer and he also did he did something crazy man he's gonna be mad at me i forget what it was, what kind of beer it was. <laughs> it was so crazy. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. Sounds um, like meth. <laughs> right. But, uh, but yeah, he's, um, he's been down here and he shared beer with us. And, uh, right on. I would be rather curious to see what an operation would be like to be able to do home brewing in an apartment. It's electric, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> I can just it's tell cold, you, Adam, I've thought about this a lot because... <laughs> I've thought about what if I did won the lottery. Win. I, I would probably live in this building. Yeah. It has a nice, it, it's called the River View, so you can overlook the river. Yes. I've thought about it, and it would be an electric setup. Okay. All right. <laughs> you, get, you get patios on some of these apartments. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. And uh, if you're living here, you can afford electric setups. That's no. true. Sure. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> or knock on uh, Aaron's door and say, hey. Uh, right. Old pal. <laughs> right. And as Adam's thinking, because we usually uh, run a turkey burner, and that's not great inside an apartment. Right. So. It, <laughs> no, no, yeah. you don't do that. No, propane on the 25th floor is probably not a great yeah, idea. If you heard, like Hank from King of the Hill, you don't do that. <laughs> right. You want to find a way to break your lease, that's, uh, that's one way to that's do right. it. That's right. If they find out. The HOA would have complaints. Yeah. <laughs> uh, your RA wouldn't like that. So. When you were saying that uh, the home brewer lives a couple floors up, yeah. I was like, that ain't all he does if you live here. <laughs> Ooh, right. Well, dude, everything's a hobby, you know. Yeah. So yeah, uh, shout it's out to Frank. It's a hobby until yeah. it's not. <laughs> right. Right. There might have been a point in time. I wasn't at the drinking age, but there might have been a point in time where people didn't make <laughs> where there wasn't good beer all around you, but man, right. there is good beer all around there you is. now. Yep. So. Yeah, you can't, good point. you can't escape it now. No. <laughs> like, right. It's everywhere. But to be fair, like there are pockets, especially in Pittsburgh, where places, these little pubs, these little uh, dive bars, craft beer is expensive to them, right? And they feel like mm -hmm. their folks aren't going to drink anything else other than Yingling, Bud Light. So I think there, to your point earlier, Ryan, there's the educational 
keys there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To like have a conversation with them. They're like, get these places opened up. Because I go into some of these places to play darts, pool. I'm like, what craft beer do you have on tap? Oh, well, Southern Tier gave us a creme brulee. I'm like, it is <laughs> one in the morning. I am not drinking a creme brulee <laughs> and they give you playing darts. Like, you don't have a Hefeweizen Saison. And they pour like, a pint they, of it, too. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> yeah. All of it. All right. of it. I'm Although, like, this isn't what I like those places, though. But, <laughs> but that's a good point, right? So they yes. think, okay, like, it was creme brulee, like a 10% beer. Yeah. Like, oh, it's a heavy beer. Full, full pint. It's a super heavy beer. And you wonder why you're sitting on that for a month and a half. So I think there's a lot of opportunity, and not just in Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh's indicative of the U.S., a lot of these small like towns where you can have that conversation to make sure they get something mm-hmm. in there, like the pills, right. like the Hefe that we've had. Like mm-hmm. it's insane. Like these are perfect beers to slide in there to educate the old steel town people. No, I mean you're right. I'm I'm in taverns every day, and um, you see every different kind of situation. You see places that are knowledgeable about craft beer, but they right. haven't they haven't quite cultivated the clientele up mm-hmm. until the point where they can move these products <laughs> right and yeah. um where they know it's good stuff right but they can't get the the customers to to <laughs> buy in so to speak right yeah well i mean that, that's a big part of what i do is um with events and promotions um you know coming out on a friday night and handing out a sticker and you know that's that's all it takes to get people's attention <laughs> these days um give them free shit right right Ooh, free. and you know just just try to educate them a little bit and i think one of the things with craft beer is you really need the context i mean you, you got to have a backdrop if you i don't know if you guys I, you, I feel like this is one of those experiences that like i've never i've never really talked about this so tell me i'm not the only one um you ever like go to drink something and you think it's like kool-aid or soda or something and you drink and it's like water and you're just like horribly disappointed right. yes yes um <clears throat> i think the same thing like especially with the nuanced flavors of craft beer you have to know you like you have to have the the right expectations. You have to have that right backdrop mm-hmm. before you you taste that beer, and you're gonna be disappointed. I mean, I I can't tell you. I mean, th- being in this business, I can't tell you how many times I've, especially when I was at Kelly's, uh, people would request specialty beers, and they say I was on vacation, I was at the beach, uh, everything was great. I, I had this beer, it was awesome, and uh, I came back to Gray Pittsburgh, where it's raining and it's never sunny, and everybody's angry and. Um, <laughs> It didn't taste as good. And it's just like, well, you think that has something to do with the fact that you were on the beach. Right. At vacation. <laughs> you were living the good life then. Right. I mean, that's, a, that's an extreme situation of context. But um, I think, you know, for us, I think a lot of people just understanding our story and understanding, like, what we were intending to do. I mean, if, this is true for every craft brewery. Um, knowing, where we're, knowing where they're coming from goes a long way in enhancing that experience right. of mm-hmm. that liquid. So. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. also to the same point, I know we've had tons of conversations around beer that, you know, you read the description and they're saying 15 different flavors. Mm-hmm. If you have it, yeah. you get one out of the 15 flavors <sighs> that also sets that precipice of right. what the hell did I just put in my mouth? I Hot Nation saying that, but I couldn't stop. <laughs> Hot Nation top tip. If you want to piss off Steve. <laughs> write a bunch of that's right. put a bunch of adjuncts and flavors on the label that aren't you know uh, you don't taste that right. aren't there they're just right that's ridiculous the that, madagascar that, vanilla coconut porter with yeah. a little bit of honey and you get nothing right. yeah because you set yourself up to fail and like if i'm upset about it then like just an average drinker is going to be annoyed and they're not really going to come back to that because right. they're, they're going to get the sense that oh beer actually can't taste like coconut 
right or whatever it is that they're hunting for but right. it can that particular brewery just didn't do it right right <laughs> right or so, they, yeah. they 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 named the taste that they expect you to pick out when they it was 184th of the flavor profile mm, right. <laughs> yeah i got one more question outside of education which is important what is the biggest challenge in your job that's a good question. Um, That's why I ask. That's the daily. <laughs> there's, there's so many challenges. It, it. It's the um, daily double. What about the relationship between sales and marketing? Um, that's, that's a good a that's thing. actually yeah that's a yeah, good like point t- talking to like, i know we talked right. about that when we were doing the branding yeah. for like well, featuring I mean, you guys in a so, and everything. yeah and by the way thank you for the partnership we're super happy to work with you guys you're and, welcome uh, <laughs> brewbox.com. well here let me let me just say too that like you know working with you guys and like being aware of what you guys do it i think it you, you talk about context and it, it definitely enhances it's just another dimension of the craft beer experience that you get with your guys brew boxes that i is, appreciate that it's really unique too and it's just um you're not doing it right really if you're if you're not getting a brew right. box so you heard it here first folks. you ain't <laughs> yeah. doing craft beer right unless you're getting a brew box and i appreciate that because without starting this company i couldn't be here at the table with you ryan from sly fox and with the hop nation usa crew adam and steve yes and without us starting a podcast we couldn't be here <laughs> I, I feel like we still would have met because i would have been up like slinging beer jelly and steve would have wandered over after oh, yeah. drinking 33 beers oh yeah i still like, would have hey, wandered over and be like oh you guys got beer food oh neat <laughs> i'm into that <laughs> you got food with beer i like both of those oh, things good <laughs> it wasn't destiny it was inevitability yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah that's what yes. Whether, yeah and, and, yeah there's apparently you know there's some people that think that there's like a million different there's infinity different dimensions and probably every single one of them True. we mm. would all you know we would all ran into each oh, other yeah. in some if, fact, if there's yeah. beer in every dimension <laughs> right. we would have found each other as, right. long, <laughs> as long as there's beer in every dimension as long as yes. i'm not skinny in any of those dimensions because <laughs> then i won't be hunting for food as hard but nope. yeah nope 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 skinny steve i don't want to know that asshole <laughs> But uh, to, to, to bring it back, so you, you mentioned like the relationship with marketing and the liquid, and um, I think you guys touched on a little bit earlier. Um, it's hard. I mean, it's, it's an inefficient way to communicate is text. Um, we, we communicate face-to-face and body language right. and mm-hmm. um, everything like that, and um, it's a hard thing. Man. And you can make the best beer in the world, and um, if it's in a can that doesn't grab people's attention or if it's in a bottle that doesn't grab people's attention or if it's a tap handle that's not clever enough that doesn't get people to entice to buy it, then it doesn't, it doesn't matter. So it's a really tough thing. It's one thing that I would say to smaller breweries, you know, uh, or any brewery really, is like it's, it's so much more than the liquid. And, yes, um, right. You know, me, me personally, I'm liquid first, and um, but for, unfortunately, I'm not the main demographic that you're going for. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when you're trying to have mass appeal, um, you have to the marketing has to be spot on. Right. You have to be yeah. the tallest sunflower, or you're not going to get the attention. Yep. Um, hey, and you're exactly right. And we've already talked about it at the beginning of the segment, but. Part of the things that have to go into businesses nowadays are you also have to be giving back to the community. Right. And But you've already put that forward with this Alex's Lemon Wheat that mm-hmm. oh. this is something that benefits 
you know, it, it benefits a children's charity, mm-hmm. and that makes you a part of the community. That means that you give back. That means that you're not just like hoarding money. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, like Scrooge, Scrooge McDuck, Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. Yeah. McDuck with a Sly there Fox we. tap handle. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, I can't, I can't think of any brewery that just like sits on a mountain of gold or anything. But well, you know, to inject yourself and give back is a way to put your name out there mm-hmm. and let people know that hey, these are some of the good guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's you know, something where everybody wins. Right. And the Alex's lemon weed is part of that. Yes, and that right. is oh, a good you. beer as well. It's a fucking phenomenal beer. Yeah. Thank you. It, can, it, can you put that on the website? <laughs> that quote right there. That's actually the, that's the description of the beer already. Yeah. <laughs> he took that it's from on the website. Yeah. Like, it, it really is. Yeah. It's good. It's refreshing. I, I love it. Yeah, it's super I refreshing. Agree. Super Dude. refreshing. Yeah. This yeah, would be, and I... I have to find a a situation where we're gonna drink this beer, and for me, just as soon as we're done cutting the grass, right? Yeah, yeah that's great. You know, put yep. the tractor away; it's cleaned up. You got a back porch. The sun's going down. You crack a cold can of that. Son of a bitch! You oh, got we're a doing tractor? good. <laughs> you doing great for yourself. <laughs> I didn't say it was a nice tractor. Yeah, any tractor is a nice tractor. <laughs> it's a wheel horse at best. I got a self-propelled mower. I'm pretty proud of that. So. <laughs> that was a long time coming for that. <laughs> I think you're definitely right, Adam, right? Like, so it, it's a super good beer, and I'm pretty critical when it comes to sweeter beers, like something giving a different adjunct outside of your regular beer style, but this is just so well done, so well constructed, mm-hmm. perfectly layered. I'm a big fan. Thank you. Yeah, well, you know, you guys mentioned um, our relationship with the local community. It, it goes so much further than Alex's. And, um, I mean, this is this charity is <laughs> such an awesome charity. And uh, the things that they do, man, it's just this is probably the coolest part of the community that we, that we get to be a part mm-hmm. of. And like I said, we're... We're actually, you know, a very small partner compared to what they do. Uh, they did this, uh, they do this um, chef's event in Philly at the Navy shipyard. And um, I watched them raise, they did a silent auction. I mean, I think in like a half hour, I watched them raise like a quarter of a million dollars. Oh, that's uh, fantastic. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> chefs from around the country, or actually from around the world, uh, making these little, you know, tacos that are about two inches big with squid and all the fancy stuff. And mm-hmm. I think there was like a, probably like a hundred it was kind of like a really really fancy beer fest it was like 150 dollar tickets to get in and um dude it was it was excellent so Damn. you know for us to be part of that uh That's little cool. sly fox we're we're thrilled Hell um, yeah. but uh but it doesn't end there so we do so much more we make a beer um uh it's a dry hop pale ale um and we actually uh, give all the proceeds it's called srtl and uh we give all the proceeds to the schuylkill river trail it's a 100-mile-long heritage trail out in eastern PA that starts in Pottsville, which is, like, where Yingling's at, and goes all the way to Philly. Wow. And um, so we're really proud of that. And um, another thing that we did, you know, with regard to Pittsburgh, we actually uh, partnered with this startup called WeFunder. Um, and um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that at all, but uh, what that is is basically um, it kind of it helps you raise – it helps small startup companies raise capital. And, um, I saw that on social media, right? You guys <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yes. you guys yes. did a pretty good job. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So here's what's cool about that is, um, so it was a uh, non-equity investment. Um, basically, you, know, you don't get any capital in Slyfox. What you do get is um, 1.5% of the money that you invest, you get back. And um, so what's cool about that is that it gives 
local people the opportunity to actually be a part of what we do. And even if you didn't invest, here's what's cool about that, is when you go and you buy a pint at Sly Fox in Pittsburgh, um, you know, we, we could have very, we're, you know, we've been around long enough that we could have very easily got a, a loan from the bank. Right. Um, and uh, that wouldn't have been a problem. But I think it was a, a great way to get the local community involved. And, you know, when you buy a pint here, it's actually that night, instead of that money going to the, Royal Bank of Scotland or whatever, um, that's actually yeah, that's actually going to your neighbor, mm -hmm. and um, that's where I that's one that of the cool. things that we did for Pittsburgh, and uh, we're actually working with the Three Rivers Heritage Trail, uh, which is like just a small portion of a bigger trail that I forget what. Yes, the... I believe that trail goes from Pittsburgh to D.C. Yeah, I think oh, you're right. Yep. Shoot. Yes, mm -hmm. that's pretty legit. It is. Uh, we're yeah, we're working with them to do. Uh, I don't want to drop any specifics, but we're we're working to do something where we can, you know, give money back to Pittsburgh um, and that trail. And um, fantastic. You know, we cool. sponsor some biking um, teams out in Eastern PA. Uh, we actually hold this cyclocross event at our brewery in, in Pottstown, and um, it fits right in with, with what we, 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 we want to do. And actually, like I said, that, that Heritage Trail actually runs through um, our, the brewery that we'll have um, at Highline, so. Awesome, cool. Yeah. Well, it sounds like Sly Fox is doing a lot of great things, and they're doing a lot of great things for the community. So thank you. It's, all, it's good to hear. Uh, and they're also doing great things with the Alex's lemon wheat, just as a beer. Yeah, good beer. It's true. Uh, with that said, I think we're going to take a little break and we'll come right back with segment three. First Sip Brew Box is a one of a kind subscription service for craft beer lovers based right here in Pittsburgh. Every month, First Sip will send you a box full of craft beer enthusiast essentials, including t shirts, glassware, and even food. Right now, our friends at First Sip Brew Box have an offer for you. Just sign up for a three-month subscription and get your fourth month free. Just enter the code HOPUSA when you sign up at firstsipbrewbox.com. That's H-O-P-U-S-A at checkout to get your fourth month free at firstsipbrewbox.com. It's episode 122 of the Hop Nation USA podcast, and we're back with segment three. And we're still drinking down at the Sly Fox Tap Room here at 300 Liberty Avenue in the heart of beautiful Pittsburgh. They haven't kicked us out yet, so we're still drinking. <laughs> well, how can you kick somebody out of an unfinished space? <laughs> You'd be surprised. More importantly, an unfinished beer. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and that's the biggest crime. Right. It's called alcohol abuse. <laughs> uh, we're still here with Ryan. And it's time for a little bit of fun this segment, but first, I'm going to allow him to introduce the third beer of the evening. So the beer we're trying tonight, uh, third beer, is our Volpulent IPA, a relatively new year-round IPA for us. Um, and uh, you know, compared to some other IPAs this is, that we've done, this is a this is a contemporary IPA. Um, a lot of hops put in uh, post boil for the aroma. Uh, there's a ton on the nose. Use some of the all the cool kid hops in there. There's some Citra. Uh, there's some Cascade. We also use Centennial. Kid Centennial Mosaic. Mosaic. Yeah, so truck ton of hops in this beer. A lot of them put in at the end of the brewing process. Gives you all that aroma. Six um, percent. I do know the IBUs on this one, um, <laughs> which, by the way, I find to be a bit subjective. Um, we have found that as well. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. all a lie. Right. <laughs> right. It, There's no standardization with how they come yeah, up with it's it. It's bullshit when you're talking about dry hop. It's, it's <laughs> like, a, but it's like anything over on Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> 
it's only useful for like West Coast and classics, and that's right. about it. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, I think, I think that's what's kind of interesting about this beer. So, um, if you look at it, uh, there is a little bit of a haze to it. So, what what we did to achieve that little bit of haze is uh, mostly from the dry hopping. So, um, unlike a true New England style, it doesn't have active yeast. It also doesn't have um, uh, flaked oats in the malt. Mm-hmm. So, uh, there's a little bit of haze from the, from the dry hopping, uh, just a little bit of hop matter. And, um, so it's kind of, it's an interesting blend. And like I said, there is Centennial hops in there. I guess Cascade is more of a bittering hop as well. So it's a kind of an interesting hybrid kind of a beer. I think it's got some New England elements to it, but it's kind of built, built like a West coast. So, yeah, I honestly looking at it to me, it looks more of a classic IPA. Right, it right. even reminds me, I know this is only like 6%, right? 6.0, yes. Yeah, 6% on the ABV, but it actually kind of reminds me of the Southern Tier two times IPA. Mm, it's so not it's a little malty or? Yeah, it's it's not as dark as the mm-hmm. two times, but it still has, like the two times is a little bit of hazy. Right. And it's a little, it, it, but it has a big hot flavor to it. So, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of looking at this one first looks, it kind of gives me that feel to it a little bit. It's in that, it's not a clarity West Coast. But it also isn't, you know, the new style right. Lazy right. Boy. Right. It's like a hybrid. Right. It's more fuel efficient. Our yeast rips. So it comes in, it does its job, it eats the sugar, it makes alcohol, and then it drops out. Damn. So yeah, do what you do, then get out. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> He's just trying to get him to his kids. <laughs> right. Right. I will say on the nose that it is pretty hoppy oh it is yes yeah it's no bullshit there yeah there is no doubt what you're about to be drinking (laughs) as you bring it up to your face yes i took that first sip delicious and i just want to say sorry. stop plugging (laughs) (laughs) never stop plugging never stop plugging (laughs) hustle and grind hustle and grind hustle and grind truth (laughs) is said in jest like you get hops right there in the first first sip that you take there Mm -hmm. (laughs) But then they quickly dissipate. They do. And that is something that I admittedly appreciate. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that I've complained about on the show. Wow. It, I'm sure there are people that are sick and tired of me talking about it. You know what, Adam? As much as there is people complaining about, there are people who are right there with you. That's and true. They, and they, that's true. They yes. cheer you on and they go, that's Keep my boy. Keep the good fight. Yeah, that's my boy repping all 12 of us like, <laughs> who don't like IPAs. Right. We are small but mighty. Right. Dozens of us. Literally dozens of us. But I don't appreciate a beer that, that sticks around, has that that hop resin right. this doesn't seem to have that it it drinks and it gets the hell out of the way that's that is something i like about this beer it does have a, a, oh, yeah. a decent side of balance to it as well it is not a you know stuff hops in your stupid face beer <laughs> no it, it's not it has a pretty good hop profile to it, it it's not piney and it's not resinous like you said so yeah it it's just a nice easy drinker this is something I would say is a step up from like the the uh, we were talking about you know body of water beers. I think it's a step up right. from that, but mm-hmm. it's you know it, it's yeah it's a little bolder in that way. A dock beer a once do- you're done on the water. <laughs> yeah, a dock yeah. beer, a 
at the grill later beer. Yes. Right? Yeah. And this you'll is, have work tomorrow beer. Yeah, this is a grilling <laughs> yeah. beer for sure. Do not operate heavy machinery. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, that's that. with all beer. But <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, it depends where you live. <laughs> How far out in the sticks you are, you can do what you want. <laughs> you know, there. I think there are laws about not being able to get a DUI when you're on your own property. So, yeah. <laughs> You can you can if like when you're 15 you can drive a truck on your own property without a license so That's a or thing. or inspection yeah. stickers mm -hmm. yeah yeah yeah, mm -hmm. yeah you huh. can have, you can have busted up farm trucks that can just do whatever you want yeah actually I believe there are just trucks don't put down, them on the road yeah it, well actually there are farm trucks in the I believe it's the Carolinas all you have to do is put a, a plate on the back that says farm use only. You can still drive it on the roads without having to worry about inspections and God, stuff like that. That's the life I want to live. <laughs> no, you don't. Farm life sucks. You got to get up at five. <laughs> Let me preface that. Once when we break our first million, that's the life I want to live. Right. That check engine have... light suddenly doesn't matter anymore. No, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. I know a guy at that point. Yeah. Well, we weren't really planning on doing farm talk in this segment. <laughs> this is the farm report. Yeah. We're not, we're not an almanac. Almanac. <laughs> we're not an almanac. We're not anything like that. So let's maybe do what we're supposed to do. And that's the fox and beer quiz. Oh, Ooh. yeah. All right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Time for a classic quiz. I like it. Made we, by me. We're doing teams? Or no, individuals. individuals? Ooh, yeah. my favorite. I'm coming yeah. for you. <laughs> yes. Uh, what we got, though, is we're going to have Adam, Dennis, and Ryan. And we got six questions. And we got multiple choice. Oh, boy. And if somehow you can guess the answer without me giving you a multiple choice, you get two points. But if you get it right on multiple choice, you get one point. If you miss it, it goes around the horn until somebody gets it right. And if nobody Fun. gets it right, you get the point. Yeah. Yes. Fun and fact, Ryan. The dealer wins. Yeah. <laughs> They're never easy enough to not hear your options. Steve makes up these questions. They're all hard. <laughs> That's a very good preface, especially for this one. I've this seen one is hard. people try to guess. I'm like, what, what are you doing? You're, you're going to crash and burn. It's like Family Feud when they hit the buzzer before he even reads it. Right. Like, yeah. well, Adam laughs, but sometimes he gets so confident. He's like, oh, I got this. I'm like, Yeah, go back know. to the NX episode to listen how confident Adam oh, was so jumping confident. in on a question. And that's what I love about Adam. I felt good about that, too. Hey, you were, you, you were right in what you said, but it wasn't what I was asking. I well, I mean, that part of it. Part of the equation is being quick with the trigger. So yeah, that's you, right. You know, that's how you win. Well, right? it depends on who you ask. You ask my wife, that's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then with that. <laughs> yeah, yes. They make a cream for that, you know. <laughs> they make a cream for that, make a pill for that, make a lot yeah. of things for that. Yeah, but I'm stubborn. <laughs> well, that's fine. Well, for only a little bit. <laughs> God damn it, Adam. <laughs> I wanted to laugh, but I was drinking beer. <laughs> Our first question. <laughs> Our first question I'll give to you, Ryan. Okay. And keep in mind, every, mostly everything in this quiz is fox and or beer related. So you're saying there's a chance. There's a chance. <laughs> yeah. There's a chance you might get something. 20th Century Fox, uh, now owned by Disney at one time owned the rights to the Fantastic Four, which is not a before and after for a Fantastic Four character in a brewery combo. <laughs> what? <laughs> I am going to let you read that multiple choice. Wow. Um, yeah. Yes. Please. <laughs> Please. They're all hard. <laughs> a. Sue Stormbreaker Brewing. B. Ben Grimm Brothers Brewhouse. C. Reed Richards Wall Brewing. 
or D, Johnny Storm Cloud Brewing? Which of those is not a before and after of a Fantastic Four character in a brewery? Is this like, uh, who wants to be a millionaire? Can I get like, do I have like, ask the crowd or? Nope. No. <laughs> you get we a have, rare chance to ask yourself. Ask that's about it. You can do a lot in of introspection. <laughs> Man, I'm just going to take an absolute shot of the dark and say, uh, go with A. Sue Stormbreaker Brewing? Sue Stormbreaker Brewing. It's not a before and after. Unfortunately, that is incorrect. Ooh. Sue Storm, That's obviously the invisible woman, and Stormbreaker Brewing is a brewing company. I did. Dennis, on to you. Absolutely C, 100%. 100% C, and that is 100% correct. Ooh. Yes. Nice data. Yes. yes. After going to the gym so long, you get some muscles to listen to Steve's <laughs> questions. <laughs> you know the expect the unexpected. <laughs> so Dennis gets a point, and uh, you know I think it's because Dennis does a lot of work with breweries, so he should know. That's true, right? You know, <laughs> it's like cheating. Yeah, Dennis is also a nerd, so he should also know fantastic. He also, he also yeah. set off air how he records every episode of Jeopardy. So. That's true. <laughs> I have like three friends. I have more time for facts. <laughs> but facts are your friend. They are. That makes four. <laughs> God damn it. You were fired today, Whoa. Adam. <laughs> so, Dennis, I'm glad that your, you know, your confidence is built up for this one. Because this isn't going to work out for you. <laughs> Your question is, if Frederick Nietzsche and Martin Heidegger were to share a beer in the afterlife, what would they drink? Ooh. Yeah. Now, oh, you give me them choices. Oh, okay. I give you them choices. A, the humanist Hefeweizen. B, the nihilist Imperial Stout. C, the existential questions. Or D, the hedonist IPA. Ooh, there's a couple there. I would say A. Final a, answer. the humanist Hefeweizen. Unfortunately, that is incorrect. Damn it. Then I know what it is now. Yeah. <laughs> On to Adam. What were the remaining options again? Your remaining please? options are Nihilist Imperial Stout, C, the Existential Questions Farmhouse, or D, the Hedonist IPA. I'm going to go with the Nihilist Imperial, Imperial Stout. That is correct. Good job, which, which, by the Good way... Job. Guess who brews that beer? I don't. I don't know that. I know who brews what? it. Sly Fox brews really? the Nihilist Imperial. That's the tie. Oh. That's the tie yeah. to it being oh, a Fox and beer question. Oh, oh, I'm an oh, asshole. I was on Oh no. <laughs> you got that in the cooler? <laughs> Nietzsche too. Like, yeah. dude, I knew. I knew it for once. That's why. <laughs> for once. Hey Ryan, that's why I didn't give you the question right away. <laughs> true. Steve does plan this stuff out, man. I'm telling you. Tricky. Just, just a little thing. I knew it was if it went around the horn between these two, <laughs> you would have got it. Oh, so. <laughs> I, I'm, I never read any of Nietzsche's stuff, but I kind of know. Yeah, <laughs> I've yeah. heard some stuff. Right, yeah, so yeah. It yeah. made sense. Yeah, uh, obviously, Frederick Nietzsche and uh, Martin Heidegger—they both kind of brought forward the idea of nihilism, even though right. they didn't necessarily ascribe to it. That's right, a, that's an well, important distinction. Yes. But, yeah. <laughs> Nihilist is like a neutral word until I watched um, The Big Lebowski. So that's <laughs> only then that it I... <laughs> That'll do it. Shout out to the dude. <laughs> Shout out to the dude. All right, Adam, your question. Bring it on. Which is not a 20th century Fox film and a beer? Oh, shit. I can't. <laughs> yeah, I got to go straight to the options. Okay. <laughs> a, Predator. B, Avatar. C, Prometheus. Or D, Ghost Rider. 
Damn. Shit. <laughs> well, good luck, Adam. <laughs> 20th Century Fox and and a beer. Which one is not? Yeah, which is not both? Which is not both? <laughs> yeah, which Holy is not both. Shit. <laughs> good luck knowing 12,000 different craft I beer know. combinations. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like the word Prometheus, so that's what I'm going with. Okay. That is incorrect. I kind of figured. Yep. <laughs> so Sly Fox did make a beer called Prometheus that's at one why point. It's yeah. al- that's also why it's on yeah. the list. I feel like I do such an asshole. Fair advantage I do my research. That we know Steve's I like, I like putting my little Easter eggs in the questions. And tying <laughs> I, it. Love, I love it, man. Well, kudos I you, Ryan, it. for even knowing that. Like, every once in a while, yeah. yeah. Every once in a while, there's shit, a situation man. where I can understand it. doesn't happen often, yeah. but <laughs> I hope the owner, who what's uh, Pete, right? Yeah, Pete's one of the owners. I hope he knows how much you actually know about Sly Fox's history. Yeah. And he needs a high I five you the next right. time he sees you. Um, oh, I'm, I'm gonna yeah. make sure he hears that. Part. <laughs> yeah, insane. Yeah. Like, <laughs> listen, listen to me know the product. No, <laughs> really. Right. Like, Dude, Steve they, doesn't they make this shit easy. Yeah. These are deep cuts too. Yeah. Like, this isn't like a radio. Prometheus ain't a Sly Fox radio hit. Like, that's right. a yeah. deep mm-hmm. cut. So. <laughs> Damn, son. I've never had. We, we haven't made. For example, like so. Just to prove my point, we haven't made that beer since I've worked for Fox, so it's been a while. Okay, I feel a little bit better about knowing <laughs> no, that. Then. Yeah. <laughs> these are Steve questions. Yeah. This is very true. Yes. He brings yeah. the ruckus. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, it is your turn to answer, though. All the mess I talked, I'm going to yeah. have to hear those choices again. <laughs> so your choices are Predator, Avatar, and Ghost Rider. Man, I think I, I'm just going to go from from one angle of it and just say i think ghost rider because it's the corniest name for a beer yeah, that's, that's what i think true. that's where i'm gonna go okay well that is correct <laughs> nice. damn you know, on the board i, that, yes. I was like ghost rider that movie sucked <laughs> nicholas <laughs> cage was just right. taking any handout he can get <laughs> the crux of the question actually is all four of those are beers oh ghost rider is not a 20th Century Fox film. It's wow. a Sony film. God damn. <laughs> Honestly, I would have guessed Avatar because I would have thought people would have been too afraid to choose that as a beer name and knock it right. too. It was no, so there's, actually, there's actually a number of Avatar named beers and there's a shitload of Ghost Rider beers because everybody thinks Ghost Rider's cool. Right. So <laughs> my logic was totally off. Yeah, that's no, that's what you call uh, Hail, Ma- Hail Mary with your eyes closed. <laughs> nope. so. Still got it. Yes, I'll take it. <laughs> and you, you're up again with the next question. There you go. So, the Fox-owned TV show, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, garnered a lot of flack for product placement of which large brewery when they became a sponsor in season six. If you know it offhand, I'll give you two points, but if you want your choices... All right, let's go bold. I'll just... I'm going to say Miller Coors, is, or is that too general? Yeah, I'll give it to you. you give it to me? I'll, well, g- I'll give it okay. to you. Miller it, Coors. It's... it's Specifically, Coors, Coors Light. Light. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Oh, yeah. so you didn't even wait for options. You just did it. Yeah. No, he, yeah. God, I thought I fell asleep from behind the arc, <laughs> baby. The options. I yeah. So <laughs> here's here's what I know about um, Always Sunny, which is pretty cool. So I don't know anything about the beer so- sponsorships. Obviously, we're upset that we're uh, that we weren't a part of it. Yeah, but, you um, been. Well, here's really an opportunity. So you know, Heinz Field, right? Contracts end in uh-huh. 2020. Uh-huh. Right. Mm-hmm. So, well, to put it in perspective, so. Heinz paid fifty-seven million in two thousand one for for twenty years, so that means that it is nowhere 
<laughs> but it's cool to imagine. We'll give you our brewery. It's fun. For, it's fun right. to pretend. Yeah. Fun to make jokes. But uh, yeah, yes, it is. Um, you can, you know, your your mind can get pretty creative. But yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So they apparently they they film the outdoor scenes. They actually do film that in Philly. I don't know mm, where. That's cool. But um, but the, the the actual bar that bar doesn't exist in Philly. They filmed that in um, whatever I guess Hollywood or somewhere in California. We're, we're full grown humans. Yeah, there. yeah. <laughs> but it's cool. So they'll film like you know apparently they'll film two, three, four episodes worth of outside shots in Philly. They and just then film them. Yeah, in. and then they'll go right back on. to. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Dennis, yeah, on to yes. you. It's Let's your turn. It. After uh, Ryan has taken commanding lead with three points, you have one. Adam has one. This is your question though. What is not a type of fox? You probably want your choices. <laughs> yeah, because I don't know foxes. Uh, yeah. What's not a type of fox? A possum? Steelhead. Yeah. Right. See, these are things you can answer a lot of shit. You can say cinder block, but that's not a, you know part of the question. So. <laughs> cinder block is not type well, of fox. I at least named the mammal. <laughs> right. Uh, your choices are the Tibetan sand fox, the Estonian cider fox, the bat-eared fox, or the crab-eating fox. God damn it. How How is it you, not going to be a fox but still have a fox in its name? Yeah. This is so misleading. Is it, you're reading like a Cards of Humanity deck or something? Like, where are you getting I have the of, internet. Oh. <laughs> I will say... The bigger, blacker fox. A yeah. crab... <laughs> the bigger, black fox. Jesus, Adam. I'm going to say the crab-eating fox because foxes aren't traditionally near saltwater. Mm. And I own a 90 gallon saltwater aquarium and there's a rabbit face fox fish oh for fox so I sake like answer the question <laughs> i feel like that's still a thing <laughs> damn it ryan i'm yeah. gonna say that crab eating fox is not a fox no it is a fox god damn it <laughs> the crab eating fox lives in south america huh? and it eats crabs out of the mud of salty marsh areas that's how you know. How neat is that? Yeah, there's your there's your fox facts. Yeah, no, that's going to be <laughs> the only fox I hunt and eat <laughs> going forward. I'll fuck that fox up. <laughs> fox and a hound, Disney, you got another thing coming. <laughs> Adam? Can I hear the options again, please? The Tibetan Stupid sand fox, fox <laughs> the Estonian cider fox, and the bat-eared fox. I'm going to say the Estonian cider fox. That is correct. Yeah. There is no such thing as an Estonian cider fox. <laughs> Although it sounds believable. Right. I honestly assume that they all all were real, just one of them wasn't a fox. Right. Like right? the pocket like, fox. Right. Yeah, something like that. All right. Let's finish this up. All right, Adam. This is your question and your chance to tie with Ryan. Or win. Ooh. Or win, oh. but probably not. But probably not. Uh, I also do have <laughs> a tiebreaker question at the end. Okay. To, yeah, to settle this. But in 2018, the Widmer Brothers Brewing Company partnered with Firefox to release a open source beer. What was not a feature of this beer? <laughs> I could say Cinderblock, but I know that's not that's, right. You could also say Estonian Cider Fox. It's we also know, not right. We now know the rules. <laughs> so, yeah, I have to hear the options. Your options are A, a Twitter survey actually shaped the taste. B, the recipe was made available for homebrewers. C, there were multiple label designs sourced from graphic designers. Or D, it was named Open Sorcery. I have to go with C. Whatever that one was. See the multiple label <laughs> design? Yeah. 
That's correct. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> you are one lucky bastard tonight. <laughs> Holy shit. All right. Yeah. They, they, it, it was shaped by a Twitter survey. They put up a Twitter survey to find out like how people wanted this tropo- tropical IPA to turn out. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also asked people at a beer fest after it came out, you know, how to improve upon it. Uh, the recipe was made available for modding as open source would be. Right. And then it was called open sourcery. <laughs> All right. Okay. So on to the tiebreaker question. And uh, Dennis, this doesn't matter too much to you, but no. you can still play. <laughs> can I just, like, bet a bunch more points? Yeah, sure. Do whatever. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> You're an American. Yeah. Do whatever you want. Double or nothing. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but this question goes to everybody. And Fox's Pizza mm. is a chain restaurant that was started here in Murraysville, Pennsylvania. I want you to tell me the number of states that they're in, and then Uncle Jammy's barbecue sauces. Uh-oh. Uh, you can find his wing dust at select locations around Fox's Pizzas. That's true. So he makes a sauce called the Hooray for IPA that is made with the Southern Tier 2 times IPA. I want you to take the IBUs of oh, that shit. and add it to the number of states that Fox's Pizzas is in. Can we can we guess before multiple choice on this one? Oh no, there's no multiple choice. No it's, multiple just, choice? It's, it's it's closest to the number wins. Ninety-seven. Okay. Damn. Brian locks it in real quick with a ninety-seven. Wait, the IBUs are coming out in the barbecue sauce itself or the beer? Just in the beer. So the IBUs in a Southern Tier two times IPA, uh huh, plus the number of states that Fox's Pizzas is in. Eighty-three. Okay. I'm gonna go with a beautiful sixty-seven. Okay. And uh, closest, without going over, is Ryan. Damn. What was it actually? Fox's Pizzas is in 28 states, and the IBUs of a Southern Tier 2 times IPA is 80, adding up to 108. Oh, Holy shit. I didn't realize they were in that many states. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's impressive. <laughs> Holy shit. I, I really thought it was like six states. Back. I was thinking that too. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, apparently they have 28 states. It's probably just like one. You said that way too quick too. Once again, totally flawed logic. But <laughs> hey, nobody's going to remember how you got there as long as you got there. A champion is a right. champion. Right. Six seed. Doesn't matter. That's right. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, how many, fil- how many uh, Super Bowls did the Patriots win by a field goal? <laughs> right. Two. Adam Vinatieri made them very famous. (laughs) (laughs) No, our winner is Ryan, and uh, Adam, you had three, and and Dennis, you did not win this one. (laughs) Here's the thing: I would like to say the first point I got filled with confidence, like it was a good first point. Yes, you got a good first point in, and then you just went to sleep for the rest of the match. It was was like the Sixers (laughs) and the Lakers, and they won that first game with Iverson. Just went in so hard. Iverson, I used to have some Iverson. Everybody thought the Lakers were going to sweep the whole playoffs, and then they won game one. Yep, Yep, that's what I did. But then they got swapped after that. I'm still waiting for the Charlotte Hornets to do something. God damn it, Adam. (laughs) Coming back to this Vulpelin by Sly Fox. It's a pretty good IPA. I'm enjoying it. I it it, it I mean it hits all it's the good. it hits all the notes of just like being hoppy but not you know, resinous. It doesn't leave a real bitter aftertaste, but you do have like a hoppy aftertaste, mm-hmm. which I'm fine with. That doesn't bother me at all. And it's definitely just like a grilling and burger beer. There's like there's nothing Yeah. Yeah, nothing I can say too wrong about that. Oh, that's great, dude. Well well said. And actually just for the record, too, for those who don't know what Volpulin is, um, 
So the name Volpulin uh, we came up with. Uh, so Volpus is a Latin genus for fox, and um, Lupulin is uh, you know the bittering enzyme inside a hop. So we put the two words together and created our own little mythical fox creature that uh, roams the Pacific Northwest hop beds. And <laughs> right that's kind of cool. That is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Not only that, Fox facts. In a hundred years, they're going to be yeah. worshiping. It's <laughs> Volpulin. Yes. And I must say, I really appreciate the the can art um, that it you have nice. going on. It is Good a call, pretty awesome set of artwork you got going on there. That's it. Adam, can you remark Perfect. on the beer at all? <laughs> <laughs> I expected at least another sentence or two, really. <laughs> I, all right, I, I'll give you more. That, that, that was his dodge because it's an IPA. Good can art. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. He got his good can licensing Can we get like a for the style, style <laughs> maybe? Yeah. Ooh. I've been listening. See? Damn. <laughs> so... Did you want Adam to sign like a little autograph for you or anything? As long as he doesn't charge me too much. <laughs> He'll char charge you just enough for the style. <laughs> I will say that for the style, it is a good IPA. And what I like about it is it gets out of its own way. It is not one of those obnoxious West Coast IPAs. I'm looking at you, six point in your resin. I'm looking at you, green flash in your retreating ways. I I like what they're doing, and it is definitely the kind of beer where if you're just sort of getting into the IPA scene, yes, I know everybody has their IPA phase, but everybody gets there at different times. You might get there right away. That's the way I was. I, I leaped in hard to the IPA phase, and then I phased back out. You know, top facts there, Dennis. I didn't know if you know that. I had no idea. I actually had an IPA phase Damn. back in the day. And then I got out. Then he burned out. Must That's be like right. a Burned Coke bright phase. like a star. <laughs> then he burned out. It's like a Coke phase, but then you became an adult. He was like, I got works well, to do. Right. <laughs> you know, Jerry Springer was mayor of Cincinnati for, for I a while, did know so. that. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He had, a, so, he had a mayor phase. <laughs> you had the craft beer version of Jerry Springer's mayor phase. <laughs> and here are my final thoughts. <laughs> this is a good IPA for somebody who is just getting into that phase or you want to introduce somebody into the IPA side of things. Similar to like what we said with, with the Pikeland Pills where it has a little bit of hop, this kind of takes it to the next step after that. Mm-hmm. How was that for a final thought? That was good. I like it. Well, I like it. it. You, you have to do it all over again when we rank all the beers. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah. I will be short and concise. <laughs> Take care of yourself and each other. No. Uh, <laughs> no, it is it is time though that we move to the podium and that's where we rank all three beers, bronze, silver, and gold. And we'll leave Ryan for last because we like to make the breweries, the brewers, and the representatives rank their babies. But for now, I'll start with Dennis. Ooh. So what I would say, I had a great time here tonight. Uh, in the bronze category, this is tough. It really is. <sighs> I would say the bronze category, and it wasn't a bad beer. It was a really good beer, would be the Pikeland Pills. It was a super solid drinker. Um, I wish it, what Adam said earlier, it should be in all VFWs. So when I go there, I have something I can actually partake in. Um, <laughs> but it's a good beer if you're playing cornhole or something all day. You could fit so many of those in your body. 
But the other beers that we <laughs> that we had on say, Adam, shut your mouth. <laughs> you fit so many in there. Um, but it went up against some stiff competition, right? So my silver category is going to be the uh, Alex's wheat lemon wheat that was so good it was complex yet it, it, it the way the flavor flowed through just made logical sense it was so tasty you can have so many but going up against a volpolin in the gold category it was such a solid beer and it actually looks like sly fox created a 12-step program <laughs> to get you into beer instead of out of it it really does like so the uh the pills would help ease you out of a micro beer the alex's lemon wheat would carry you into the next category and the volplin would bring it home at the gold category so that's pretty much my lineup cool adam would you like to go next i totally would and i'm going to be absolutely different from what dennis said big surprise uh, yes <laughs> don't worry we're still friends <laughs> Damn in, sure the, we are. <laughs> in the bronze medal position i'm going to put the the Volpolin ipa this ranking is is basically based on my my personal taste. Like Dennis had said, these are all solid beers. These are all good beers. There's not a bad one in the bunch. So it all comes down to my personal taste. So for that reasoning, the IPA is going to go in the bronze medal position. In the silver medal position, I'm going to put the Pikeland Pills, actually. Good beer. Good drinker. I could see many, many situations where you can enjoy that beer. Most of them water-based. Water raft, sports. A canoe. <laughs> So I'm not invited. I get it. <laughs> you know, bodyboarding, <laughs> surfing, windsurfing. Hanging out in a bathtub with an escort. An escort? Two escorts. There you go. We <laughs> know. <laughs> I like that because more beer gets drank that way, so I'm all for that. <laughs> Whatever your water sport may be. David Ryan, totally business. I like it. For that, I am going to put that in the silver medal position. In the gold medal position, I am going to put Alex's lemon wheat for multiple reasons. Number one. I'm a heavy guy. I like heffies. I like this heffy. It had a good lemon, you know, pop to it. And on top of that, uh, what Fl Sly Fox is doing with Alex's lemonade stand—that's fantastic. That gives it that little extra bump, like we talked about in segment two, where it's nice to see where breweries are working with charities and things like that to to bring people up. This is something where everybody wins. So for that. I got to put it in the gold medal position. Right on. I am so, going to be slightly different from the last two fellas that were talking. There's only so <laughs> many combinations. I know. Well, I've, I have the other combination. Uh, bronze, I'm going to give to the Pikeland Pills simply because I'm not a pills guy. It's not my thing per se. I can definitely appreciate it more than, you know, the regular macro just flat nonsense. Like it, it, it actually has flavor. That's a good thing. And I'll, step one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like if I'm at a cookout or if I'm, you know, on a boat or whatever I'm doing, I don't do anything. I don't leave my house. <laughs> but if those things happened, <laughs> I would, you know, and they were Pikeland Pills was in a cooler, I would definitely be drinking it. It's, you know, totally fine. It's an easy drinker for everybody. The silver I'm going to give to the Volpolin IPA, though. I think it's a pretty good IPA. It's We've already talked about how it doesn't. 
you know, really insist upon itself. It's, you know, if you're new to the craft beer scene and you want to dip your toe in the water, that's what the Volpelin IPA is for. It's, you know, it's an easy entry level IPA, I think. But for me, that doesn't cut it anymore. I need a six point resin. I need, <laughs> <laughs> I need a full point. Even the high tolerance of cocaine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm the Joey Diaz of, <laughs> you know, edibles. <laughs> like he's, he, <laughs> yeah. he, he's crushing 500 milligram, you know, death stars. Well, Jeez. I need, you know, a hundred IBUs or I need a yeah. Fulton 300. That is, you want that religious experience. Yeah. It, it's, it's packed full of mosaic. So, you know, unfortunately, you know, the Volplin, yeah. it doesn't cut it for me, but it's good for everybody else <laughs> but uh, the gold i'm definitely going to give to the alex's uh lemon wheat as well just because it is that nice half of eisen taste it doesn't stray too far one way or the other between banana and spice but it does have that nice lemon pop it's really refreshing and i could you know i find it more refreshing than the pills and being that we're still in summertime like that's exactly what i would want to drink when i'm down here like I'd, i would just want more refreshing beer and I could crush a shitload of those. Yeah, those are my rankings. And now it's time that we go to Ryan. It's splitting hairs, you know, between, <laughs> between these three. So let me first off say that. Like, it's definitely, uh, it's it's a very subtle difference from bronze to silver gold. And um, I think it's pretty obvious what my gold is. But, um, but I will say, so f- bronze for me, um, out of these three... Um, and also to you know the the sentiment about like trying to pick which child of yours is your favorite, um, <laughs> which is very tough. It. Yeah. Well, hey, guess what? There is a favorite. <laughs> that explains so yes. much. Yeah. Right. Sorry, little Jimmy. Um, <laughs> so uh, bronze for me is uh, out of these three, and like I said, it's subtle subtle difference. Um, Alex's lemon wheat. Um, it's a great it's a great refreshing summer beer. Um, I think that it is, uh, it's, it's a good crossover beer, actually. It kind of appeals to some of the traditionalists, and at the same time, there's just enough, a little bit of adjunct, I guess. Is, is lemon an adjunct in a beer? I guess so. Yeah. Um, Anything outside normal. Yeah. There's just enough yeah. in there to fit into the, uh, into the cool kids club. So, yeah. and plus, you know, the partnership that we have with Alex's Lemonade Stand is just, uh, it's, it's unbelievable that we get to, we get to work with those guys mm-hmm. and we get to help raise money just by <laughs> selling beer. It's, it's so cool. So <laughs> this is where I wasn't sure. Um, and I, I'm going to make a decision right now. So Volpulin is the bronze, is the silver for me. And, um, it, and it's a great beer, dry hopped, um, super aromatic, um, good blend of those Pacific Northwest hops in there, 6%. Um, good. It's, it's a contemporary IPA. This is what people are looking for when, when they drink IPAs, we we make other IPAs that are that have higher alcohol content, that have higher IBUs. But um, Sly Fox been around since '95. Been making beers for a long time. We've made some, you know, IPA. It, it's an interesting progression that IPAs have taken, and it's so cool to kind of watch the timeline. Craft beers existed long enough now that there's almost like a retro aspect to the original stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think original IPA, original American IPAs were just kind of a big fat middle finger to domestic beers. And it was just like, whatever we can do to not taste like a domestic beer. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't care if we put 8 billion hops in it and it tastes like <laughs> resiny pine cones, you know, whatever. We've kind of evolved a little bit since then. And we figured out that, wait a second, if you put, you know, if you run uh, finished beer through 
hops, you'll get some more of the milder flavors. You get some of the grapefruit flavors. You get some of those fruity flavors, some more desirable flavors. And I think this beer um, is a good example of that, of what where IPAs have gone. That's my silver. Obviously, uh, my, my gold is... Uh, Pikeland Pills. Um, man, I could, I could go on about this beer <laughs> all night. <laughs> it's everything that you could want from from a beer, man. There's flavor. There's drinkability. It works with food. And I'm, you know, personally, like, I've always kind of been the kind of person that's like, I want my beer when I want my beer, and I want my food, like, with water kind of thing. But that beer, it, it really is pairable with so much different kind of food, especially spicy food. Um, it, it does a really good job of scrubbing that palate and getting you ready for more. It's good in between courses. Um, I'm absolutely in love with this beer. It's kind of hiding in plain sight. Mm-hmm. It's all it's it's all over the place, but um, people kind of gloss over pilsners sometimes, and they just, don't know what they're missing. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, I digress, but. Um, for the record, I couldn't talk about that beer forever because <laughs> I love it. I so. say we'll have you on for another episode. <laughs> just we'll, to, just, we'll just give you that pills. an right. open mic for an hour and a half. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, with that, I'm going to let Ryan and Dennis fight it out between uh, who wants to do their plugs first. I mean, we're we're in a special position because uh, First Set Brewbox has paired with Sly Fox for the month. So that's true. You that's guys, indeed. you guys fight it out. Who plugs first? Let's give them some pugil sticks. No, I mean Ryan. Go ahead, man. This whole uh, podcast is around Sly Fox Brewing, so why don't you go ahead? Nah, you know what, Dennis, dude? You, 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 this is all because of you, so why don't you go ahead first? <laughs> I appreciate we're, that. You, know, we're you gonna only do... get one shot in my book, so thank we're, you. <laughs> I thought we were going to end up fighting over <laughs> who doesn't go first. <laughs> like, once again, another South Park reference, like the South Park softball episode. <laughs> <laughs> both keep, like, both teams are trying to <laughs> It's turning into a Canadian standoff. Yes, yes. Well, I definitely appreciate that so much, Ryan. Like, we, you know, we reach out to you guys. I met you. Really great brewery. We met up for cigars and, like, smoked it out and talked about it. Like, I'm so appreciative of that. So we featured Sly Fox Brewing this month in our brew boxes, sent out to our customers in five different countries, 170 cities, and uh, 43 states, which is super cool, super rad. Um, so where you can find more about us is firstsitbrewbox.com. All of our handles is at firstsitbrewbox. Keep a watch out. Because we actually are releasing something today. So when you listen to it, it may be 16 to 24 hours old. But we put together the first ever brewery collaboration with Kennywood Park. So check us out. We're going to be posting our uh, press release about that. So love you guys. And Ryan, carry on. Awesome, Dennis. Well, thanks again for the partnership and thank you guys for having us on your platform. This is tremendous and perfect timing. And, you know, we're really happy to be part of, uh, part of First Sip Brew Box. And it's just, like I said, man, it adds, uh, it adds another dimension to the whole craft beer experience. And, um, uh, so as far as Sly Fox, uh, plugs, so, um, little caveat there was a band there was a one-hit wonder band called the sly fox in the 80s so (laughs) when you're wondering why we had to put beer at the end of everything that's why that's That's some inside information (laughs) they're not around but they're lawyers yes indeed yes indeed yes and it's been a while since they've had a hit so they're (laughs) looking need that revenue somehow yeah right right um, so, uh, at Sly Fox beer, uh, is our main 
Instagram, main uh, Twitter, and then we also have a Pittsburgh Twitter at Sly Fox PGH, Facebook uh, Sly Fox Pittsburgh. Or, I'm sorry, Sly Fox Beer, and then um, our main website slyfoxbeer.com um we got we do have some events coming up um in the western pa area there we also have a bunch eastern pa check out slyfoxbeer.com for those things yeah if you want to follow my personal journey um uh, i i pretty much do all things slyfox on my instagram it's uh sly rye 17 so yeah yeah who are the other 16 ryans <laughs> <laughs> They're just sneaky, they're just sly sneaky rides. Rides. Yes, they're even more sly. So. <laughs> right on. Because they was first. <laughs> first. Well, I, I want to thank you for having us down, and we had a good time down here. And you know, everybody should look forward to the tap room opening, you know, mid-September. Come down in a couple weeks if you're listening to this on a Friday, as you should. And, uh, you know, come on down to the terminal building when it opens next year. As you should. That's yes. another thing yeah. to look forward to. That's yeah, going to be absolutely. a good time. Yeah. But for now, if you want to find us on social media, all you have to do is search Hop Nation USA, and that'll get you Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you want to find brand new episodes of the Hop Nation USA podcast every Friday, as you should, then search Hop Nation USA in your favorite podcast platform, including Stitcher, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Player FM, Laughable um for sure spotify spotify, spotify. spotify. fuck yeah i forgot spotify all the time spotify. Spotify. heart radio remember here yeah y'all was playing while i was in the bathroom the wife was like why is steve in the bathroom i was like mind your own business mind your business woman <laughs> listen to my podcast while i poop mind your business <laughs> I got uh, a waterproof you, speaker. I, <laughs> you, you for tubby kidding. time. <laughs> tippy top, tippy day. I'm listening to Steve today. <laughs> but if you're on any of those platforms, leave us a five-star review because... We are a six-star show, but they only let us use five. I think that'll do it for 122. You know, Thanks again to Ryan for having us down. Thanks to Mike and Kyle coming on, talking more about Sly Fox. And you know, thanks to Sly Fox in general. But uh, yeah, and on top of that, thanks for Dennis for coming back around. Oh, yeah, thanks for out. I'm yeah, a thanks boomerang. for I come back even more. I'm not invited. <laughs> yeah, thanks for Dennis for setting us up too. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. and uh, thanks Absolutely for guys. buying the first round next time we get together. <laughs> hint, hint well, <laughs> we'll Checks find in out. The mail on that one. Yeah, I like it. How many check shows up? In our <laughs> <laughs> I might be living with Steve next time. <laughs> you stay Hashtag out of my small business owner. <laughs> you stay out of my cave. <laughs> It's <laughs> oh, a good cave, man. That's where Batman hangs out. I'm in there. <laughs> Somebody say Batman. <laughs> no, it's just bats, man. <laughs> They're in the chimney. It's a, it's been a problem it's for a, a while. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be back next week with 123. I'm not sure what's happening on that one. We're gonna drink beer, but it'll be something. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. Mm, see ya, bugaboos. You have so many good qualities. <laughs> <laughs>